Our new partner who I'm really, really excited to announce we are working with. Super, super stoked. Thank you, Angie Huberman, for this connect. It's incredible. Uh, AG1 Athletic Greens. I've been using them for a while. I have them every morning on an empty stomach. Basically, take one scoop and you put it into a uh, cup or glass or mug of eight ounces of cold water. And this is all your greens for the day. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Every day I take this, it's so good for my digestion, my energy. It's simple. It's easy. I don't like taking a lot of vitamins. This has been really, really helpful for me. I've had a lot of stomach issues my whole life, and ever since I've been gluten-free and taking the AG1s, it's really helped me in my stomach in the mornings. I love it, and I'm so psyched that they're part of the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm sure a lot of people don't like eating greens, let alone drinking your greens, but I can tell you straight up, it's got a mild tropical taste, and the taste is actually really refreshing, and I really look forward to it each morning. Don't, don't think it's just going to be just straight bland. Um, it tastes really, really good, um, and it's good for you, so remember that. This one blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's incredible, just one scoop, especially for musicians who are vegans or just musicians in general who want to get those daily greens. You can get the packets. It's incredible. I just gave some to my friend Derek from Sepultura. He traveled the whole entire world this summer, and he had, he had those every single day. He said it's, it saved him. I bring AG1s with me when I travel. It helps me stay healthy. You know the deal. If you're on tour and you are uh, a picky eater, but you need to have your greens, sometimes catering doesn't have greens. Sometimes you miss the catering. Sometimes you miss the backstage food. Sometimes it's too late after the show to go get food that you like. So if you just have a, a scoop of uh, AG1s in your hotel room before you go to bed or you're in the hotel room at night and you're starving and you want something healthy, boom, life changer. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with some convenient daily nutrition. That's all you need. One scoop in a cup every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. This is it. I'm super psyched. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit drinkag1.com slash OLLC. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is incredible. I love it. It's just basic greens. For me personally, this has changed my life tremendously. I'm not a junk food vegan. I don't eat a lot of fake meats, so I'm strictly, strictly greens. And this has been a wonderful, wonderful new addition to my life. So once again, visit drinkag1.com slash OLLC. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Get one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Yo, yo, Liquid Death, thank you so much for hydrating all my guests, taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love what you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. And if you want to get water, Liquid Death water, go to amazon.com. But for merchandise and other things that's not water, go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby and get free shipping. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. 
know, it's like you um, should you should open the podcast by playing that clip, and then all three of us, all we should do is is just talk about Josh Brolin for the, the next ninety minutes, or we just end the podcast with that message. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put the end of the podcast yeah. for sure. Um, let's start so we can start talking about Josh or wherever I got my notes. But um, welcome to the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm your host Toby Morris. Today, I think he's my co-host, but he's my friend. He's just here. I asked him to come because he's the one, the first person that I knew of that was actually doing the cold plunges and the bass and all that. My friend, Rich Roll. Thank you for being here, Rich. Hey, man. Love you. So happy to be here. Honor and a pleasure. You are on episode 90 for the listeners. So if people want to hear your story and hear that conversation, they can go back to episode 90, which was awesome. So thank you for coming back. And the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Ryan Dewey, thank you for being here. Oh, my man. Pleasure to be here. The cold plunge man. People see me posting going crazy the past couple months, get my cold plunge. Uh, Huberman did a little thing where he kind of like had to check me on somebody else's podcast for going in it too much and loving the ice and going in there. But uh, thank you for being here, both you guys. Um, it's crazy. We were just talking about it. I'll play at the end of the episode, but Josh Brolin was going to call in today and be a surprise guest. Um, he's a fan of both you guys. And Thanks. To, so Huberman got me the uh, the plunge through you, mm-hmm. and then I paid it forward and got one for Brolin through you. Thank you, and one for Travis Barker through you. So thank you very much for that. You're welcome, man. They're so excited about it. it. It's fun to see how, especially Josh. I mean, Travis too, but Josh has been like all in, Every just day. like a His full Instagram representative of it. Are fucking full on. <laughs> like, totally. But he's walking outside. It's like 18 degrees out, and, and he's like, "But it's 39 in the plunge." And then he gets in. He puts his head all the way under. Dude. Every day, tagging uh, one life, one chance. I'm gonna, podcast. I need, I'm going to send him a <laughs> snorkel. <laughs> okay, so he could do the yeah. snorkel. I, know, I, haven't like, really, I haven't been under. I haven't that's head next level. Go the. You don't dunk the head. I've never done that. Really, have you done that? Dunk your head once in a while. Not. So, it's not a common daily practice. So, so fun fact: the dunking the head is actually it it's a hack. It it makes it easier. Ah, okay. Yeah. So Huberman actually talked about this on a recent podcast. Um, forget what the actual trigger is but it actually triggers parasympathetic so you get in and you lower your heart rate quicker you calm down quicker by going under and then coming out mm. there's like first a con- thing first thing okay it, plug your nose slide back in come out it will make the plunge that much easier you'll, you'll regulate way faster it's like the most paradoxical thing but it wow. works i guarantee it okay and so rich w- when did you start doing ice baths and stuff I mean, I'd done it on and off at other people's houses and friends' places and stuff like that and was always super interested in in doing it more regularly. But it was always a situation, like, I'm fucking busy, dude. Like, (laughs) I'm going to go, like, at this point in time, like in the, I don't know, late 2010s, if you wanted to plunge, you had to get one of those steel tubs and then you had to go to the market and buy an ungodly amount of ice or you had to have... Uh, your own ice maker at home, like an industrial strength ice maker like Laird has. Um, Or they had all these DIY kits. Like you could go on YouTube and watch somebody customize their their top door uh, freezer and turn it into their own cold plunge. And I was considering doing that when Ryan reached out to me. And I had already heard of you guys and I'd been on the website and I was like, that's what we need. Like this beautiful tub that would look great in anybody's home, but also can be outdoors. And it took all the, you know, fuss and muss out of the whole thing and just made the whole process easy. And, you know, thank you. I, I, you, I was one of the early 
people that you were one. so kind to, you know, gift a gift a plunge to. And when you have it there, yeah, you're going to use it all the time, you know, and I, I love it. And just to kind of piggyback on a, a thought um, that you opened with Toby, uh, when we first met and when you first did my podcast way back in the day, um, this whole, like you're long, you know, lifelong vegan, the whole bit, right, into that lifestyle. But the whole kind of wellness, at least like wellness 2.0 aspect of your personality uh, was not present at that no, time. And that has either. like really blossomed over the last couple of years. And I've never seen anybody like jump in the deep end into, you know, how to take care of yourself in a, a meaningful and intentional way, including, you know, the, the plunging and all of that, than you have, like you've made massive progress. And in turn, as a result, you've had influence on so many other people. And, you know, not just by getting fancy people plunges, but just the fact that you talk about it all the time, and you're always espousing this lifestyle. And I just think it's fucking dope. Thank you, man. Thank you so mm. much. That means a lot. Yeah, it's a definite game changer, man. I really never, you're right. When I was hang, met you back then, was on the pod. I wasn't really doing that. I was barely exercising, maybe hiking, maybe running once in a while. Now I'm like running a lot. I'm trying to do a marathon. You know, I training in my garage earlier with weights. I'm trying to like really push myself in my 50s. It's like the best years of my life. And then getting the plunge and then getting the sauna. What caused the shift? I, I don't know. I just saw my friends doing it. Then I went to uh, Huberman's house with Rich and I did my first plunge like under the ice. Yeah. He broke it with a hammer. I had, I, had to, I had to really be tough in front of them and like go underneath it and like not. I got it. video. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> holy shit. This is like, we did it a couple times and like, I, well, it just felt, this is the way it felt after. I feel like, like, like a superhero, man. It's hard to explain the first time doing that. Totally. You know, it, it's like it, that high. And I love that natural high because my whole life I've been high on life with skateboarding, everything else, and music. Now it's just something else I could do, and I have it in my backyard, which is unfucking real. You know, it's like then I got really obsessed with. It. I did like 13 minutes, and then Brolin hit me up. He's like, "Hey man, I see what you're doing over there." He's like, "What are you trying to prove?" He's like, "I did that before to myself. I was in it for like 14 minutes, but but why? What's the purpose? Like you don't have to do it like that. Doing like doing back and forth. You know, like were you hit, just, were what? you hitting 13 consistently, or was that like a one off that you were? I like, do eight or nine. I started building. I started building up as soon as I got. I was just nonstop with it. I'm like, how? how you set it down stuff. at 39, right? You, you yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 39, eight to 10 minutes. Yeah. Going. I'm that guy too. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Although when I set it at 39, just because of ambient temperature, it's generally like 41. Mm -hmm. um, but still, yeah. But yeah. I, I have to resist that same thing. It's like, I can go longer. I can go longer. And Keep then you're like, this is, not, you know, <laughs> this is not, you know, and is it better an endurance for race? Like, yeah. What is it really no. doing being there longer? You know, I think. It's questionable, but I like what it's actually doing. But I think there's something too, like going into testing that, yourself that dark it. place where mm -hmm. that challenging spot where I mean, I, I don't think it's quantifiable what's happening at those higher eight, 10, 12 minute ranges. I think yeah. it's a very it's a journey that like can't quite say what the actual benefit is, but yeah. it's just resilience. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, I've had a couple of friends, I'm not gonna say their names, get emotional doing the cold plunge. Go from the cold plunge into my sauna. Then I went in there. One of my friends is like crying. I'm like, what's up? Because I don't know what's happening. Just getting super mm. emotional. It's do, intense. We do now, like at the company, we all of our interviews, like if you get to the final interview, you have to come in and do a sauna cold plunge, like mm. with the interview. But what it does is it like, it, people come out and like, I haven't felt like, I wouldn't say they get emotional in the interview, but there's a 
dramatic shift in the people. And I think it like wakes us up like something, dude. you know, it's like things that we weren't quite feeling or kind of blockages that are there. It just kind of like can snap. It's, it's a quick snap out of that. Yeah. yeah it, sh- it, it, it shakes the mask off. Laird and Gabby call the sauna, the truth barrel. Mm. Mm. It, yeah. I mean, the conversations you have yeah. in the sauna are unlike a normal, like if you went out best. to lunch or whatever. Right? Yeah, the best. I call it the hot box talk. So we do the same thing. We yeah. talk about everything. One of my friends was in there. He was in jail. He's telling us all these stories, just crazy stories, and all these truths are coming out. There's no phones. It's just you in there. I love it, man. I, I know your I know your whole thing was Wim Hof kind of inspired you, right? Yeah, Wim was. I mean, Wim's the OG of this whole thing. I mean, I yeah. tipped the cap of all this craze that is cold plunging and cold therapy, and like that traces back to him. Um, so for me, yeah, that's where I learned about it. I think it was the Vice documentary, yeah, Vice doc, yeah. yeah. 20, 2015 just was, did you guys, you guys have seen that doc? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, it blew my mind. I remember watching be like, who is this man? Like it was one of the most like inspirational things I had ever seen yeah. into like, not just take away cold, but a man that was ridiculed, man that was shot down, man that was laughed at. You're different. You're an anomaly. And his whole thing was about humanity and like, this is, this is not just me. Like, this is something we all have access to into what we can do with our bodies. Yeah. And so I was, yeah. I mean, when I first saw that, I was like, this man is incredible. And he's so, he's got that charisma to be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to test this out. So yeah. it got me into it. I had been having some health issues and that's when I started to get it cold and doing some breath work. Started, that was the first mm-hmm. time I started really incorporate that in my life and made a dra- dramatic shift. So what was your lifestyle like before that? Were you working out a lot? Were you just... Yeah, I was I was fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say like health conscious, um, but definitely not to like where I'm at today. Um, yeah, yeah it's younger too. You know, you can get away with a lot more things at that time into like what I was putting in my body, and I was also starting my first business at that time, and I had kind of really neglected myself during that window to get that off the ground. Yeah. Um, so coming out of that, that's when I actually started to incorporate like the breath work and getting into cold rivers and things like that to actually like, okay, I gotta, okay, I got this business open, but I, my health is shit right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was getting sick all the time. So yeah, I think I was like, I was a health conscious guy, but I wasn't, um, you know, there's levels yeah. to, as we all know, like your journey too, Totally. as you take things on, you just start to peel the onion back and there's like, okay, there's more I can incorporate into yeah. this. It's crazy. We're just in Europe, and one of my friends got a plunge right before. He's in the band as well. And we went by this lake. It was ice. We almost went inside. It was like in Germany or something. Like, can we plunge this? Now when I see stuff like that, I'm like, I wonder if I could be a, do the polar bear club now. Like totally. Yeah. I think we could do that now because cold showers are easy. And like, there was a point where we almost did go into the water on this trip. I'm like, I don't know. How, we have no towels. It's kind of weird. Like, nobody's <laughs> out here. We're going to go in all tatted up dudes going to this ice on the side of the road just to try it. I don't know. That's the but, best. Oh, I see those as a different thing now. Well, now that's the fun part when you travel is like incorporating in the natural wonders and like, like where's that river? Where's that lake? Like that's my co-founder, Mike. That was how he got into it. He just traveled all through the Rockies and the mountains and was finding mm. all the different cold and was like, okay, this is incredible. And then he went on like a engineering journey of like how to build the unit. Wow, man. So, so, so where, where does Wim Hof live? Like where does he at? In Amsterdam. Okay. Yeah. Have you uh, met him before? Yeah, he's been. Yeah, I've had him on. I've had him on. I've had him on the pod a couple times. I had him on pretty early, uh, also like not that long after that Vice documentary because I saw that and I was like, I got to get this guy. (laughs) You know. Were you doing ISIS uh, up before you saw that? 
No. Okay. I mean, I had done ice yeah. bath, you know, I'd had experience with it, yeah. but I wasn't like, you know, a, a practitioner of it or anything like that. And, uh, yeah, so I've gotten to know him a little bit. I mean, he's a maniac, but I think the <laughs> thing that gets missed in the, in the, in the conversation around whim is the fact that, well, first of all, his sort of journey into the cold and into what you can, uh, learn from breath came from a place of pain. Like he mm. suffered a lot of crisis in his life and it was almost like a, uh, 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 a survival, um, tactic. Gotcha. And he stumbles into this and he finds healing in that. And then he decides to really, you know, mine the depths of it in a way that nobody ever had before. And he's done an incredible job of, of, you know, being this advocate for it. Um, and I think, you know, the, the cold part is sexier than the breath part, but mm -hmm. the breath part, you know, I think is equally, if not more profound in terms of, um, you know, something that we don't pay enough attention to. And I'm only at the beginning stages of trying to learn and understand that Brian McKenzie, you probably know Brian, yeah, like, love, yeah you know, know Brian kind well. of at the cutting edge of, of, of helping people, uh, become better educated around that. Uh, and like whim is an absolute maniac. Like, you know, it's like yeah. he has his kids around him to ground him. And I think they're the ones who run the business because he's like this crazy artist, you know, yeah. like mm. he's from, you know, his, he, he lives in the clouds, you know, in turn, he has big ideas and he's wonderful in a podcast and as a teacher. Um, but he's like all over the place, man. Yeah. He's like a trip. You need like those cats that are doing yeah. the message yeah, yeah. and don't let him touch. Let other people yeah. like create infrastructure around right. them. Yes. You know what I mean? And so I think the success of his business, his kids really deserve credit for like seeing what he was doing and, and trying to, you know, figure out a way to institutionalize it so that, um, you know, he could speak to more people and do it efficiently and effectively. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's how old is that guy? In his, I think he's 60. Yeah, he's going to be in his 60s. Middle, he's going to be mid to late 60s yeah, at this I think point. So. Yeah, it's crazy that 70. you and your partner, both you, both your uh, companies you had before went under during the pandemic, correct? They were closed down. Yeah, and this kind of came from that, you two together, right, in 2020? To yeah, I mean, we were float centers, so like yeah. a very niche, niche business. Uh, brick and mortar was you know, obviously a radical time in the world, shut those down. Um, and... You know, we took it as like, it, I mean, there were a lot of synchronistic things that happened. Mike just happened to move to Sacramento. He had a garage. He starts building this thing in his garage. We don't have our businesses to really work on. So, um, you know, it was very, it was very like, we started from ground zero. It was like, yeah. let's build. We, we said we'd build 20 and sell them to our float centers. And like, we'll email our float centers and be like, hey, we have 20 units. Who will drive to your house? Who wants one? Wow. And then we just. The money we made there, we just bought more, and then we just, you know, and then it just kind of snowballed. So it really started with what building one cold plunge. But how did you figure out the prototype for it? Because obviously, it's like, can't somebody just make this so I can just get in it? You know, like <laughs> was that the question you were trying to answer, and yep. how did you answer it? So that is much more of a Mike. Mike's the inventor uh -huh. of the unit. He's the engineer of. He's that's his mind. Um, it was very simple. It was like first principles. Like, okay, what it let's let's build this for ourselves. Like this doesn't have, we don't have to remake and go spend 12 months making the greatest cooler or compressor. There's a lot of off the shelf parts yeah. that you can just put this together. So to be honest, like the first units were, I don't want to say Frankenstein, but it was like just stuff that you could buy on Amazon mm -hmm. wow. and just make it really clean. And you can start to see some people out in the world that are building really nice kind of 
DIY cold plunges. Yeah. We just happened to have it on a really slick looking bathtub that we really liked. And there were some factors that we liked about that. Um, and then we, yeah. So I think that was like, we solved that problem first. And then there was a pricing. We were like, you know, everything, there were a couple companies on the market and they were selling about 10,000, 15,000 and up. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was expensive. It was a very, like, it's a different product into the word working that goes into it and some of the, how they, how they build them. So we were, we weren't that interested, or at least I wasn't interested if we weren't around a $5,000 price point. That was like yeah. what got us interested. And we did it and we we're like, cool, I think this is good. Then from there, I think what made us unique is we moved really quick. We, I would say a lot of people wouldn't have gone to market at the rate that we did. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, we learned so much, you know, from yeah. the unit that's out at your house now to what you have at your house. I mean, we're, it is night and day difference yeah. of what we've done and how we've iterated the product. And, you know, a lot of that we've had to work with our customers on that and, and making sure everything goes right. But I think at this point in the world, we have more info into like what a good cold plunge unit is than anyone in the world into like direct feedback from, from people yeah. doing the experience. So that's been, um, you know, so I think we, we got to a spot where we were like, okay, it's good. Now we're working towards becoming great and yeah. making like, you know, which is exciting on future, future units. But if you were to ask Mike, like your question of the engineering, he would say he's embarrassed of <laughs> the product that we launched with, uh, you know, okay. which is, I think well, a sign of you'd launched the right time. It's growth. You know, yeah. it's yeah. like, you know, any ask an author what they think of their first book or any painter of their, you know, it's like, of course you're growing, you're learning, you're innovating, you're refining all of that. But when you say, um, you're looking now at being great. Like, what does that mean? Like in your mind, like what does that translate into? Yeah, I think it's, um, I mean, if we're talking just like a product front, that's, you know, we want to build the best cold plunge that's ever existed. Yeah. Um, and that's new models that we're going to be rolling out a um, whole new way of new technologies within it, which is exciting, which is coming mm -hmm. later this year. Um, inflatable ones too. Yeah. Inflatables. Um, yeah. just kind of idea. And then also within that, like meeting people at different spots of their journey, different price points, like different ways that people can enter into cold plunging that maybe just aren't at this premium model. Yeah. Um, that's like something really exciting. And then we can kind of partner with them along their wellness journey. Um, so that's cold. I mean, we, we, other things too of like realizing like we want to run our plunge through our app so we're going to be launching an app that you can like work your plunge through there and wow. actually get support so the big thing is like a lot of people get a cold plunge and it's like it's like getting a massive piece of gym equipment and you don't know how to use the gym equipment which is totally normal yeah so it's like how do we set people up for success to be okay like guided videos like someone that you your could videos put, are good by the way on the website those they, are helpful. They're they're good. Yeah. We want to become great. Yeah. So there are like other levels to them of like having some real um yeah, you could pick different guides within there, having different support pre, post, like what are you trying to do? Like, you know, there's different ways to cold plunge, there's different ways to work out. Yeah. It's a very similar thing. So um I think just taking that and just trying to button it all up into just a better cold plunging experience. And we're all just kind of figuring this out together. This is a brand new thing and yeah. scale that people are getting into cold water in this type of modality. So that's what I'm excited on is like, we don't have all the answers, but we're getting a lot of info and we're committed to kind of finding out how to, how to be like the true partner for people into yeah. getting into cold water. When you came out with other cold plunge companies, were there a bunch or no? No, not to, 
not to what's happening now. Now it seems like there's so many. Yeah, it's a I lot. Ads all day long coming up on my feed. Totally, <laughs> it's crazy, man. Because yeah, the algorithms, like, <laughs> it's just like all the all different crazy ones. The little I don't. Ones. That's weird. Yeah, I don't get that on mine. <laughs> really? Yeah. Right. Really? <laughs> okay good to know yeah just little teeny ones and they just all different companies i'm like i i i get videos of dudes getting in and out of cold plunges all day long True. but i'm not getting the ads for like, products yeah they see my ass yeah. i don't know what's going on but there's a whole bunch, it seems like this whole bunch man it's crazy cold plunge is like such a unique con i mean we love it but it's such a unique content piece because it's a great it's it's such good user it's you're doing a hard thing yeah so it's like you get to share it and it's like it's kind of a flex but it's like a humble, it's a humble brag to be able to put it out there. I I mean, it's great. The, we were talking before the podcast about the explosive growth of this whole thing. Uh, and and just kind of thinking about that from like an anthropological, you know, perspective, you mentioned whim being the OG. Um, but the arc from like that vice documentary to what's happening now is just been this crazy, you know, spike curve especially over the past couple years in no small part you know credit going to people like Huberman Mm -hmm. and Rogan and you know others that are talking about it all the time and I asked you like could you have imagined like when you came out to my house at the very beginning of the company could you have imagined this kind of growth or this level of popular enthusiasm for this not at this rate activity not at this rate at all I'd be lying to say that. I think what we did sense is we knew it worked. Like we yeah. knew get it in cold water is this like very, we all know, we, we all do it. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's, it, you, you feel incredible. The results from it are, are insane, are just one of the greatest things I've found. Yeah. So I think we trusted that in like the long term, but in no, in two years. Hmm. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. You know, and I think that there's just very few moments and things come together like this. You know, where you have Huberman that's putting out information that is like digestible for people. You yes. actually have a scientist that's like a leading like figure that can speak to it. And people yeah. are like, oh, I understand what you're talking about now. Yes. And people are like, you have Dr. Susanna Soyberg and these other individuals that are actually doing studies in labs like based around cold water. You get these few ingredients that are coming together and you mix in social media where people, it's a thing, it's an act that people want to share. Yeah. Um, you put all that together and you get this yeah. tidal wave of, and then health and wellness. I think COVID accelerated that as well. I think health became more predominant. People 100%. like it came into focus. Um, you know, the home gym craze too, people yeah. building out their home. It's just these accelerants that just, here we are. Mm-hmm. Cold yeah, water. When my FedEx guy dropped it off. He said they deliver like so many plunges per week. <laughs> really? He said, yeah. Yeah, they're so used to it. It's, it's we, all it's like constant. Yeah, we are we are a big FedEx customer. <laughs> the, the 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 thing that you said around sharing it is is I think a big piece. Like people love to share their cold plunge experience totally. online, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're enthusiastic to do it. Um and it is it's it is a humble like it's humbling, but it's also a humble brag. It's like, look, I did this thing Fuck kind yeah. of thing. But yeah. on, when you were talking about you know, what does it take to be great? And you want to have an app and you want to have, you know, all these tools, et cetera. I had this idea, this thought occurred to me, it probably has occurred to you, but what would be cool is to have like an integration with Strava, right? Like, so, Mm. um, you know, if I'm wearing my Garmin or whatever, and I go on my run, like when I hit end, it automatically feeds to Strava and I post there. And that's where, that's really where people share their workouts and all that kind of stuff. I got you. And, Mm. If you could do, because that will, 
break out of the kind of closed ecosystem of like cold water enthusiasts into much broader spectrum of just people who are active from professional athletes all the way down to just, you know, totally people who are going hiking. And that we, we, that will be in the MVP of the, of the app, which is rolling out in probably 30 days, but, um, it will be wearables. So you get in and you're, or you'll have a setting cold. Oh yeah. 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 You can link your Fitbit. You can link your Apple and you're in plunge. And it's, it's, it's like a, the, the (laughs) white, it connects through there. And then while you're plunging, you can watch your heart rate. So you could actually get direct feedback while you're in there to, you know, the whole goal is how do you calm yourself in a stressful environment? That's really the intention of why we get into cold. We feel great. All these incredible chemicals come. Yeah. But the act of it is like, can I respond to us? Can I regulate my body in a stressful environment? That was Wim's whole message. We have control yeah. over that. Well, that is the direct feedback. Is your heart rate calming down while this intensity is going on? So that will be in the app. Then you'll have that. Right. You'll be able to share to social. You'll be able to have this like, or you just track yourself over time. Like, how is my heart rate doing in the cold? Um, so yeah, I think that's a huge, more tools we can give ourselves to like how we are having this experience. Yeah. I think there's two sides. I think the, the data is fascinating. And I think there's also this like spiritual side to it where you just are, you're in there and it's like, all it is, is your breath. And there's crazy. And you're just, you know, you have that surrendering experience and cause it is a meditation. You get Mm -hmm. in there and you come out. It's like you, at least for me, I feel like I've just did meditation. Like my mind is calm. Yeah. I'm relaxed. Yes, I have energy, but I don't have the tabs open in my head. Like mm-hmm. I'm very, very centered. So I think there's multiple ways that we can we can engage and 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 work with the plunge. I have two things. Um the rubber ducky it comes with. It it may sound funny or weird to people, but that, that's calming to me. When I'm when I hold it or have it next to me, because I'm thinking <laughs> I'm in the bathtub. It's really weird, like your mind when you have the rubber ducky in there. I just got another one too. I'm gonna start putting more in there. Do you think it's like because your know, childhood? You, like, I don't know. Yeah, there's something cool with that. And is it true that everybody gets a different duck? Are they all different. They're all they lots of different ducks. Okay, a lot of different ducks. I mean, the the duck stories. Uh, it's a phenom- It's it sounds like an obvious thing to do. It, it wasn't. It was actually my. Um, manager at my other company she was coming over to visit us when we were first brand new it was our first facility we were in she gifted me a rubber ducky and was like oh here's a rubber ducky like this is congrats on your new business and we would test a unit and when we the tested checked out the duck would go into the unit and that signaled to the team that this unit's done and we Mm. can drain it and you can ship it it's cool and we just that was when we were you know we'd build a couple a day one to two a day so it's just like it was very simple and then it just became the thing of like like the duckies, this iconic piece to our I love it. our brand, and so now it's like a duck goes out with every single person, and it's that duck has been those ducks have been in more like Jake Paul videos or like this YouTube <laughs> videos or like it's the most famous duck that that simply the most famous part of the company. Yeah, yeah that, I I, I'm just picturing the guy who makes the rubber ducks, <laughs> just thinking like, what did I do to deserve? Like suddenly his business goes through the roof, like. It's been flat for like, you know, 50 years. And then suddenly, yeah, rubber ducky <laughs> yeah. business is yeah, yeah. The, the best thing about the rubber ducks is they all turn upside down. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. float, but they're like drunk. So it's yeah. like a comical. And we're all, we're kind of just like, I kind of like the drunk duck. Like, uh-huh. it's just, uh, it, yeah. So anyways, the, the duckies are, I love it. I think, are legends. I think it's a good part, a part of it too. You know, I hadn't thought of the soothing part. It's so soothing, man. Yeah. And I have friends that I say, just hold the duck. Just look at the duck. Focus on that. Like if you're tripping out, like just hold the duck and look at it. I don't know. It's like a childhood thing. I'm not sure. I love so I that. I rubber ducks in my bathtub as a kid for sure. 
That's good. It's yeah. good feedback. You know what's amazing having the plunge is this my sleep at night. Mm. It's insane how good I sleep with like sauna plunge. I don't know if I just did the plunge, I'd have the same thing probably. Right? Good sleep. No matter what time of day or when you do it like before bed or late afternoon. Doesn't matter what time I do it. I just sleep good that day. Yeah. I mean, sauna, yeah. sauna plunge for sure. It's just your, there's so much like, like metabolic work. Like your, you know, your body is like working hard. Yeah. So to calm down the cold before bed, it's always, you know, it's an energy inducing piece, but most people that plunge before bed actually state that they sleep better. Yeah. And I think it is lowers that body temp in the immediate right after the plunge. Usually we need to lower our body temp a couple degrees to kind yeah. of get into mm -hmm. that, um, you know, a deep sleep range to get into those, those good sleep zones. I, I do think it's important. One thing I do think with the cold, and I'm curious, do you go long periods right before bed in plunging or do you go like shorter plunge with short. short? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I just feel like the combo with the sauna is just insane. I, I know what it'd be like if I just had a plunge and didn't have a sauna and would, would the effects be the same? Do you, you have a sauna, I mean? Rich? Uh, I don't know. So at the t for the time being, the we have like a jacuzzi, so that has oh, to be nice. the stand-in until yeah. I'm gonna get a sauna, but I don't have one yet. Um, I've heard Peter Atia talk about how much doing a sauna at night before he goes to bed helps him sleep. That has not been my experience. Like I, the cold mm. definitely helps me sleep better, but I'm like. You know, I'm like a furnace, dude. Like I gotta, mm. I gotta like put the flame out before I go to bed. Just half the reason why I sleep outdoors in the tent. Like I like it cold. Like it's been so fucking cold here. Like it it's, has. I basically most mornings there's frost. Like it's in the 30s when I wake up in the morning. And the, when it's in the 30s, I, those are the best nights of sleep that I have. Like, really? I just get all these blankets or whatever. So, like the plunge before bed is much better for me. Um, mm. I, if I got all hot at night, like that would, I, that would not be helpful. I don't think. Yeah. If I saw it, I'll do like a 45 second. I do a 45 oh, second short, to a minute yeah, plunge blast. just to kind of yeah. like bring that temp back down. Um, but I'm, I usually just plunge in the morning. It's like, my, it's a lot harder to do it at night. It oh. <laughs> I kind of like, I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, totally. If I, <laughs> yeah. the more time Depends. that goes from that first morning opportunity, like, declines it's quick just yeah. these yeah. shitty yeah. excuses can creep in like in just the little blockage so i know that's my leo's bullshit meter is in the morning where it's like yeah. just do it get in there is every day okay to do you think oh, and one more thing do people reach out to you like you're a huberman like you have all the answers to all this stuff <laughs> that you know about the brain the heart and everything like you have all the answers you're not a doctor not at all some people think i do <laughs> and i absolutely don't i am a, i'm an enthusiast that yeah. maybe knows a little more than the average person but how much is too much to plunge? Yeah. Man, I think that varies per person. Yeah. I think it, um, you know, I, again, I, I careful, take, careful what you say. This is get clipped out on the internet. There's, there's <laughs> mad debates going on right now. Online. I, Before I, yeah. workout, after workout. I, I think, I, I think it's a, a, it's very personal. Body types are different. Yeah. People are different. Men are different. Women are different. Like True. there is, there is things that matter that will impact your experience. I, I bring it back to work, like working out for some people, they can work out longer and it's okay for their body. If like, True. if you haven't been working out and you're doing a, th and you all of a sudden do a three hour CrossFit workout, that, that that's not going to be beneficial for you. Yeah. That is long-term damage. 
you know, you guys talked about doing some longer plunges. Mm-hmm. You're in plunge shape. Your nervous system is is in a better situation than someone that hasn't been doing that. Yeah. So I think it's okay to do some longer sessions. I cold plunge every single day, about three minutes. That's every single morning. Um, that's I'm traveling here, so I didn't get my plunge in today. But I got you. And it, I just it's energy. Like I need, like I mm-hmm. I need it. Um, Not a cold shower. I did a cold shower this morning okay. at the hotel. They work. They're just, they're, they're cousins. Yeah. You know, they're different. They, they give you a hit, but yeah. then the full body submersion is just a totally different experience in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I do it every day. So that would be my answer. But then I, I, I think I love about cold plunging, man. It's like, we tell people like, you got to learn your body. Yeah. Like there is, we can give you some guidelines that we can give you, you know, hey, this is we recommend starting maybe fifty five. Go for two minutes. Like just start there. That's that's our that's our guidelines. Yeah. But that's everyone's different. Um yeah. and how they're gonna respond. And you know, maybe that isn't two minutes. Maybe that's just like thirty seconds is your edge to find that spot. Um mm-hmm. and you start at sixty degrees. Or some people are radical and they're going in at forty forty degrees and they're yeah. but but I my always thing is what can you do consistently? Um you know, this isn't a one-time experience that you just, you get one. It, yes, it's good you did it once, but can you do it consistently? Yeah. So again, like working out or cardio or running, like if you did it one time, it's good. But we're really playing a long game here. This is kind of a, a life life activity. Mm-hmm. Um, so finding that temp, that zone, that, you know, duration that you are going to show back up again tomorrow and do. Yeah. Does your wife use it? Rich? No, no. She's like, no fucking way. My, She's my like, wife, I don't need that. Yeah, like, she won't do it. My wife too. Moon, my wife will go and just yeah. put, like go, get her on her knees and just sit, kind of sit down, like for a second. And then she's like, I'm good. But not yet. Maybe she'll come someday. But I don't know. It's funny. We see really so like many guys, like you know, that are like, I'm getting a cold plunge, and it's like the plunge has a design that's male, female are both both yeah. like it can't tell you how many men get it and then it's like their wives that are the ones that that's are good like to hear. all in and they're like she does it way more than i do <laughs> like yeah the temps are always i think kind of the you know women tend to want it a little warmer obviously they're smaller bodies mm-hmm. like um but yeah it's fun to see like yeah my husband wanted this now i love it mm, so that's cool yeah um I'm, I'm trying to resist, like, not host. I'm, I'm no, your no, co-host, no, no, dude. No, I don't want to, like, I'm like, I can't help it. Dude, <laughs> like, I host no, a podcast. So it's like, I, I no, don't want to, like, you. step on you. Yeah, and, bro, go do your thing. But I, I, I think it would here. be cool to talk a little bit. I would suspect, Toby, there's a lot of people who listen to your podcast who are not so much in the health space or, you, you know, say, the Rich? idea of, like, cold plunging might be new to them. So it would be they cool to talk a little bit about, like, the why. You know, I mean, I know for me personally, there's lots of whys, right? There's There's the benefit of just making a habit or a practice of, of doing something hard every day. Like, like getting like, okay, this sucks. I got to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to start the day by doing something that ordinarily I wouldn't do. So you kind of begin the day with a win, right? Cause you always feel great after you do it. You feel like you accomplish something and you kind of push through your own resistance. And in my experience, like then the floodgates are open to do other hard things because I've already done that one thing. And then there's, of course, all the physiological benefits, the down regulation of your of your nervous system, but also this vitality and energy boost that you get. There's the anti-inflammatory aspect of it, which I have questions about as an athlete. 
but like, how do you talk about like the whys for somebody who's curious, but doesn't really know anything about this, but is like intrigued. Mm -hmm. Stimulates like the white blood cells and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's a laundry list of benefits per person. I mean, I always start with like, you were asking in my scientific, like, what do I know? It's like, I always just say like, I feel incredible. Like I, I start there and that's, I know that's very general. Um, but I think the, the mood enhancement and the energy and the anti-anxiety, the mental health side of it are just... It's an antidepressant. It, yes. You know, it, and yeah. it is. It absolutely is. So first, I mean, you could go to a study that was just released, I think, on nature.com. Czech, Czech Army just did a big study. They're actually using it as an anti-anxiety medicine for their soldiers. So this is just a study That's that awesome. was released like a month ago. To we have customers all the time that are lowering their um, antidepressant medication and actually working with it, you know, and that's that's their journey. Yeah. We're hearing this. This isn't like a one-off story. And I think when we got into it, that wasn't quite on the forefront of what I thought. And now that I look at, the, like it was before of like, oh, anti-inflammatory, which is probably involved in what we're discussing here. But the mental health, it is, it is step one in the biggest thing. I mean, Huberman talks about Truly baseline dopamine levels are being raised up consistently when you cold plunge. Yeah. Dopamine is the precursor for focus, drive, motivation. You talked about you did the hard thing, now your day. That's a real we could trace that to what's happening in your body. Like your dopamine is rising up. Like you are more focused, clear intent. I feel more capable. Like there that is a real yeah. chemical in our body that causes that. And you know what's cool about the dopamine is you're getting this flood of all those feel-good chemicals. And we're talking like 250, 250% above normal. I mean, we're talking, this is like cocaine-style impact on your body. Wow. Like, truly, that's what we're talking about without the downside, without the swing back. I mean, cocaine is, you get that feeling, but there's a trade-off to that. And you're going to swing back down, and your body's going to have this impact where you're going to go below baseline levels. Yeah. Where this is a sustained raising of it, you feel it for a couple hours after, you do. and you don't transition off into this like lull, mm-hmm. like, and that's what's it's a true. And and, the, and then you talk about the ROI on time. It's like I like I said, I do it two to three minutes a day. Let's say you do it five, five minutes, and you have that like we're talking like truly hours on end impact, if not your full day, and yeah. then you compound that over time. So why? I, I start with the mental health because mm-hmm. I think that is just the human experience right now is in this world that we live. Yes. There is, we have so many inputs. It is, it's a stressful world. That's just the human experience. So I start there. We could go into immunity boosting. Um, you know, we could go into, um, you know, sleep, aiding our sleep. I mean, it's pain relief. Pain relief. Yeah. I mean, you could, you, it will, it does numb nerve cells after. So you do get some, I mean, you, we talked about you kind of your Mm -hmm. back, like you do get relief right after. It's definitely not it. You know, it's similar to taking maybe an Advil or something like that for a short window of time. Again, so that, again, that's a benefit. Um, so yeah, it's wild. I mean, we have different people, especially a lot of autoimmune disorders that are usually some sort of nervous system imbalance that's what we see like immediate results, whether it's like, um, you know, MS, we have a ton of people with MS that like plunging for a week, like we're, I'm talking quick, 
quick regulation. I'm not saying this is in general for every yeah. single person, but we see this. This isn't just like I have one example. This is like pretty countless. Um, so it's, you know, it's fun to see. It's crazy to see mm-hmm. the impact that it's having on, on each individual. Why do certain parts of the body hurt when you're in the, po- in the cold plunge? And it always varies for me too. See, like my ankles or my hands or it's never the same. My It's interesting. So I, I've... I have a th- I have a theory which I is kind of bro science, but um, <laughs> bro science, yeah. <laughs> like I just I think it's like especially like my ankles. Like I've had a lot of injuries in my yeah. ankles, so I think like we're scar tissue. Mm. That's that's. I-, I agree with that. I would be curious to see if that holds up. If anyone's got can respond <laughs> to the pod. No, because my friend Derek broke his ankle twice, and that's the main thing that hurts when he goes in the plunge. Uh, yeah, it's the, the same thing you hear like. When the weather changes yeah, and somebody yeah, yeah. who had a you know had an old knee injury, it feel, mm-hmm. they can feel it. Yep. I've also heard like hand impact. I think is like kind of relates to a like you know ultimately it's like the more brown fat you have, the more adaptive you are to gotcha. to cold water or to cold environments. Like that's a good symptom. So if you're really cold all the time, it's a signal that you you need to, your brown fat is is not in an optimal place. Okay. Um, so brown, just for everyone listening, like there's white fat and brown fat in our bodies. They're two distinct fats. We've always just used the term, oh, I have fat. It's the common term of fat is white fat. That's energy storage. That's okay. what causes us to gain weight and things like that. Where brown fat is energy production. So it's actually what, when they talk about cold plunging, boosting your metabolism, that's what's happening. You're raising up your brown fat, which in turn is the energy production within the body. So, um, with it, like if you are really cold, like if your hands are really cold in there, that could be a signal that yeah. you need to keep working on the, like mm. your brown fat isn't at an optimal level. Um, yeah. And I think it's, a, it's also a, it's a signal. Um, again, I think Huberman had talked about this where it's like, some people are like, well, why, I, if I don't, I just don't like the cold. I don't, I don't want to do the cold. If I'm cold outside, I get cold so easy. I'll put a jacket on. It's like you're, you're masking a symptom. Mm. Um, you know, if, if, if you get cold super easy, your body's telling you something. And so that is cold water training can help that. Um, and you get, a, you adapt a little bit more over time and your body can kind of regulate in colder zones better. Um, so that's a, that's a benefit to it as well of yeah. like, you know, people say like, why I could just put a joke jacket on. Well, it's actually, you're masking a symptom. Um, for the body. Um, what about putting your hands under? When I when I did the plunge the first time, Rich and uh, Huberman told me I had to put my hands under. Once I put my hands under, it's a totally different experience. I, and then going up to your chest, like past your heart, that's all I do it now. Like I go right to my chin now. And what's the difference between that and keeping your arms out? Is it different? Just different effects it has. I keep my hands out. I'm, I, I, really? So so here I wow. I go hands right on the side. It's so then, much and, easier if you have your hands. I out. I know. Why is that? <laughs> and then I'll bring them in and I'll circulate and I'll do like ten, ten mm. press. And then they kind of scream and I bring them out. So that's just that's how I do it. I think yeah. you talking about your neck. That's a very critical spot to yes. get into, and it's a very we see it when someone's in there and their full body's out or when they're like submerged. Submer- I submerge, so, man, because these guys, yeah. It's, a, it's an important. Me. <laughs> it's that was some friendly bullying. Yeah, totally. That was the, That's the only way I do it now because of that. They're like, put your hands in the ice. And it's so different going in ice and going into the plunge, too. It's totally different for me. Going from like a just a stag, like a. Just, yeah, yeah. Just stagnant and yep. the water's just blowing on me the whole time. Yeah, but it's not ice, but yeah. 
I love putting my hands in. If I have friends that I do, I'm like, put your hands in, you have to put your hands in. <laughs> It's the best way, right? You do it too, Rich. Yeah. Where do you do you put your hands under your armpits? No, I put or? them down. I just chill like just, that. Yeah. You just chill. Yeah. I'm in there, bro. Yeah. And you go all eight to ten with the hands in there. But now I'm gonna start going underwater, like you told me. That's cool. That's a, it's a it's a it's a little hack. I know this is about the plunge, but Huberman told me to get like a hat for the sauna or something. That's good for me. Like the sauna. Oh, he hat. had that weird little hat in the sauna. Yeah, <laughs> sauna hats are great. Yeah. Okay, why? So sauna. Hat, I'm gonna get some. So from my so what they yeah they're. At, the sauna hat, you, once your head gets hot or cold, that's the first place that's going to signal your body yeah, right. what's going on. So yeah. you're actually keeping that Cooling region it. cooler. You're trying okay. to cool it. Yep. Yeah. So, so you could can, last right. a few more. Like if you can get an extra minute or two minutes, like that mm. exponentially is going to have more impact okay. into those because you're at that stressful state. Um, so it's just getting you a little more time in there. And they do work. It's not You're not going to notice it till... You're at that, you know, you're in yeah. a 190 degree sauna at the 20 minute mark. It's like that hat can get you a few more minutes in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's be interesting. He'd been inside his uh, sauna with his little hat on. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't wear the hats that day though. Yeah. yeah. Gonna get... You got to get the crown. Yeah, hat. If you had a photo of that and put it on Reddit, the internet might explode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get hats for mine though, for sure though. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, yeah. So the plunge, so it's, it's, still evolving you're still adding things to it making one better and just yep they're all changing how many different plunges are there i know it's xl the one that and then brolin got one that's hot and cold which is awesome yep so we have the hot and cold which is really more for a function of like you know where he's at it, it gets yeah snow it snows so it's a way to upgrade it's not how cold it can get we actually need to upregulate the temp so it's a way that if it gets down to 20 degrees outside the piping doesn't freeze and okay. he can actually plunge at 42 degrees or whatever he chooses um without it freezing so that's why the, the heater's there it is cool you can turn it into a hot tub if you want but obviously it can take time yeah. to transition between the two we have the xl um we have more of a commercial type model that has some upgraded features to it for higher uses um, of plunging. And then, you know, the like I said, we were, you know, excited on kind of future generations and what we can put out, but that's that's a little, little down the road. One thing we are super excited on that's gonna be coming up here in um, this spring is we're gonna start selling saunas. Um, oh, wow. I, was, I was just thinking when we're, t- we're doing all this talking about saunas and I was like, I wonder if they're thinking about making a sauna. Oh, I know. Damn, but then I thought, that's a really crowded marketplace. Like It maybe, is. You know, so we, we didn't, exactly. Like we, it wasn't on our radar. Wow. It was very, but early we had so many customers asking, who do you recommend and will you guys ever build one? Mm-hmm. So, you know, my, we weren't sauna experts. Mm-hmm. Um, but that led us on a journey to we've been you know engineering this thing for 18 months wow um, and we're exciting. we're excited like again it's it's getting into a space that we think is actually going to uh, you know a lot of great saunas out there but we think this is a unique sauna that will be something different in the marketplace Damn. not just to do it so we we're excited it's going to be which we feel is like very on brand for us we it's the plunge sauna it is dry. It's a dry sauna, so it can get up to 230 degrees, home heater. Um, the benches fold up on the inside, so you could do yoga or oh, kettlebell man, we swings. We should have a sauna right now, do you? Yeah. No, I'm like, <laughs> we'll thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we were Are with... you going to match the aesthetic? Yes. So the That's ang- the thing. So the uh, ang- why does every sauna have to look like uh, a log cabin? You know, so it is, it is wood, but it's cedar. I'll show you guys yeah. offline. And, and oh we'll, it, it's, we, we, the design was like, the sh- you know how we're with the plunge there's a sharp angles yeah and it 
that's the that's the sauna. So it's very, it's a fire and ice. They fit. They are. Um, we did at couple subtle features like the back angles at a 15 degree. So when you sit, saunas are usually it's either tight or yeah. you're barreled mm-hmm. and you're kind of having to hunch. Well, we wanted to create like the most comfortable environment for the most uncomfortable experience. Yes. So it's like the the sauna itself opens upward. Subtle things. You wouldn't even really think about it, but it like kind of expands outward. So when you're in it as opposed to the world closing in on you, you kind of Again, we want you to build. We want us to be able to last a little longer in these extreme environments. Mm-hmm. So, if you can have a backrest where you can kind of surrender into it, similar to the cold plunge, the the top opening up on you, so it doesn't feel like it's like the world's closing in right. on you. So, you know, if you can get this extra minute, two minutes, five minutes in the in these environments, that was kind of the goal with it. Yeah. Well, so, how, cool. well, how many people can fit in these ones? So we have a uh, our standard and our like XL. The XL could fit. It could fit six. I mean, you could throw, we've thrown seven people in these things, but I would say like four is the sweet spot of like very comfortable, good conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the smalls, uh, two feet smaller than that. Mm. So they go to 230, about 230. About 230, yeah. Depending on, you know, your, you know, if, yes, if you are in California outside, mine's getting to 230, but we've tested, you know, these are Montana, it's getting 200 and, plus yeah. degrees so yeah 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 the one of the big things with saunas is they don't do a great job of containing the heat they dissipate off too much heat right mm. which which limits the temp that you can maintain it at correct and so you know part of it too is like what we're learning is like even where you pr- put the like temperature valve in there because that sends a signal back to the heater. Yes. So it's mm-hmm. like, obviously, I mean, we're talking every inch it goes up. Like that's dramatically, I mean, you know the difference when you're sitting on the top bench in a sauna yes. yeah. to the low bench. 100%. Like that could be 30 degrees. So yeah. where you place that temperature, like gives feedback to the system. And sometimes the system could be working overdrive. Sometimes it'll, if you have it too low, it'll shut off early. Um, that so, happens to me a lot. It's shutting off early. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. Um, that's so cool. Now I wish I'd have my yeah. sauna, man. I can't wait to see this one. Oh, come on, dude. So your, it's gonna be yours is pretty yeah. good. No, mine's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Brolin for that, too. He helped me out. That was really hard finding a sauna, to be honest. There's so many options. People are like, get the infrared, get the infrared. I was like, I don't want infrared. I want the rocks with the water. Totally. Like classic. And that's, that's the, you know, we're Shout leaning into that is like the, the 165, 175 temp seems to, Ryan McKenzie's really big mm-hmm. into this of like, that's where the, a lot of the research is mm-hmm. into what this is doing to our, you know, what, that's where the studies have been at these higher temperatures. So I think infrared works. I think the thing with infrared is you, to get that, you're probably going to have to be going at least 45 minutes to 60 minutes into the sauna. Where if yeah. you're at 190, you know, you can go and go on 20 mm-hmm. minutes and you are sweating. Yeah. You're, you're deep into it. So it's a, it's again, you're, you're it's a time, time aspect yeah, that you're saving. Mine goes to 250. Two, that's insane. Are you ripping 250? Yes. Always. Always. Yeah. What, what are you, how long, like, so what's your what's your protocol? That's 20, 20, that's that's no joke, dude. We did it. We did it. With, yeah, we did it at uh, Andrew's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saying? Yeah. It, yeah, because Andrew said his goes like two sixty or something. I try to stay fifteen minutes if I can. It's hard though. That's when I'll go out and do a cold shower, then come back in before I plunge. And that, how good is it to go cold and then into the hot? It's like insane. you, I mean, you talk about feeling. Mm-hmm. It's insane when your body's still cold. You don't even feel the heat at yes. first. You're like, it's crazy how numb you are from it, you know? Yeah. So the sauna plunge combo combo is the best, you think, for getting the most 
positive effects on your body and brain and all that? Or is it just, if you just do the plunge, it's totally different than if you did the combo. Uh, yeah, you know I think it, I think it's different. I think yeah. it's, um, you know, they're work, They're going to work in tandem. And again, I don't know exactly what, why, like what one together is going to be doing to the body, but it yeah. is a different experience. You know, when you go from cold and then you go heat the body back up, like that's going to be sending different signals into the body. Um, I think it's like the ultimate like active recovery day to go from cold to hot because your body's like, you're not, you're stressing it out still. Yeah. And it is like a, a stressor. So we need, you need to be clear on it. It's a very, uh, you know, metabolically you're working very heavily, but it is a way for your body to kind of recover in. And so next days you can get like really great workouts in. Yeah. And then ending on the cold. Is that, is that the best way? That's the, that's the Soyberg principle. That's Dr. <laughs> Susanna Soyberg. She's the, uh, kind of the leading research right now. And her big thing is she states end on the cold. And, um, yeah. and that's just, she says, get that, get your body, then your body's naturally going to warm up and then it's going to work. And that's, you're going to get that, you're going to get that activity within the body. So she, and I think from an energy standpoint, even if you just yeah. get in for 30 seconds, 45 seconds, just get that body, um, just wake it up a little. What about like the Rogan, uh, Huberman debate about cold plunging and then working out? <laughs> it's been going on for months and it's like so confusing to people. That's what works for Rogan. That doesn't necessarily work for Huberman or me or Rich or, you know what I'm saying? Every person. What, what, bring me up to speed on what is Well, he the... was just saying like he wakes up, he goes out, he goes in his ice bath and he, then he trains. Yeah. And then so, Huberman, I had Huberman, I sent him a video clip where he was saying it and he's like, you know what I mean? It's like, don't do it do the opposite way. I don't know. Everybody's different, I guess. Yeah, I think, I mean, I leaned Kelly Starrett, Dr. Kelly Starrett. He's kind of been the forefront of a lot I just of this. Had him on the, the I just doc. had him you on just the show. Said, yeah, we haven't released it yet, but but uh, him and Julia came by the other week. Yeah. Yeah. So I love he, those guys. Well, um, did, you, did you guys talk cold at all? I don't think we, I always forget. As soon as we're done, I don't remember anything <laughs> exactly. we talked about. But I what do you think about I don't that, think Rich? We, I don't think we did. About training after you do the cold. Well, he, you had a thought, like finish your. Yeah. So you know. Kelly, Kelly's statement is like, yes, there there is some potential research out there that if you are into bodybuilding or like extreme weightlifting, space it between your workout. Yeah. Like you know, if you can get two to three hours after your workout, great. Because what you're doing is you are having an inflammatory response when you work out. Yeah. Like that's the whole mm -hmm. point. We are tearing our muscles down and we're inflaming. You know where cold is so powerful that it actually stunts that process. Yes. Gotcha. This is what I wanted to get into with you. So yeah, we can go down like a crazy weird rabbit hole, but go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so yes, that is happening. I don't necessarily, I'm into working out, but I work out more to, to feel good and yeah. to like, it's a part of my life. So I don't, to me, it's like, can you get in the cold? Like you got to find the time that you can get in the cold. And if it's an excuse for you not getting into the cold because you're afraid of that gain and you're not an extreme bodybuilder, I, I think I think you're kind of losing losing sight of the big picture here. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, it's like, what are we, well, I, for me, I'll speak for myself. I work out, I wanna be able to work out again tomorrow. Yeah. Well, cold plunging does allow my body to recover. So yes, arguably, am I losing some level of gains potentially? But am I showing up again tomorrow and feeling pretty good when I work out and I can go pretty hard when I work out and then I get to do that again the next day? That to me is a, I'm playing a, that game works for me. Yeah. Um, so it just depends. Like, you know, obviously talking to your son, Max, and they're into like, 
their their gains are everything right now. Yes. So it's like, you know, they, yeah, I, I can understand where maybe you've taken that two to three hours. Like I want my bench to be going up Yeah. this, then yeah, I would, it might make sense to wait two to three hours, two, three hours. Um, after your workout. Um, but for me, I just want to get in the cold. I want to feel great. I want to work out really hard mm-hmm. again tomorrow. And that's what I lean on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're talking about Max, he's mentioned you about getting your gains on and training and stuff like that. And I'm going to try to flex on the pod. Um, <laughs> do you have any questions for the cold plunge master? Maybe they were already answered because I was in the other room and I kind of heard. But you were saying unless you're an extreme bodybuilder, it really doesn't affect like crazy. You're like, I, I'd say it affects from, the pu- from my experience, maybe it affects the pump a little bit. Just like right after. Yeah, I, I, I think it absolutely does. I think it, it, I was saying like for you, you're like gains are the big thing right now. Like, right? Like you want to be increasing your lifts. You want to be, so yeah, it probably does make sense to space it out when you can. For me at my age, I just want to keep working out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this guy's 20, man. It's so it's, it's different, you know? So I think there is, um, and to say we definitively know exactly what's happening there, I think is still, time will tell. Yeah. what's going on. But I what, think I think there needs to be a lot more studies. Yeah. And so I like two insights on this. First yeah. to your original point Toby of like what temperature should your sauna be and like do you end on cold and there is some science on that and you know how long should you be in the cold and how many back and forth should you do and what time of day and all that kind of shit like the internet is just going nuts with people arguing about this kind of stuff. <laughs> and and to me it's a little bit of losing the forest for the trees. It's more about what you were saying, which is like, are you doing it? Have you found a way to do it in a sustainable way such that you're doing it with regularity? And if that works for you, great. All these arguments about like three minutes, five minutes, do you put your head under your hands? Like, do you go, do you, what, all of that is like the final, it's like the cherry on top of the Sunday. It's the, it's the 1% of the 1% that everyone likes to yell and scream about. Um, rather than just like, are you doing it or totally. are you not doing it? So I think really that's a really point. kind of, you know, important point to make. And, and we do need more. It would be great to see like all this research on, you know, do you like what happens when you go back and forth or what do you just do one of the two or whatever? I'd love to see it. I yeah. don't know that it exists yet or not, it, but it's coming. Some, some, okay, cool. <laughs> the second insight being on, on the impact of this on athletic performance. And I think from, a most general, uh, you know, point of view about like how training works, you don't get stronger in the training session, whether it's weightlifting or Mm -hmm. running or cycling, you get stronger in the recovery period in between workouts. And if you're an athlete at a very high or elite level where optimizing performance is of paramount importance, you should be very focused on dialing in your training, such that you're getting adequate recovery, uh, but making sure that you're packing in as much training as you can so that extended over the course of six months or a year or what have you, um, you're able to train as effectively, as hard, as fast, as heavy or whatever, as frequently as possible in a way that you're maximizing your gains, right? Like 100%. So the recovery piece is super important, understanding how that works. So you're not overtraining or you're not undertraining. Now insert cold plunging into this. How does that work? How is that moving me forward? How is this potentially regressing me if I'm not understanding how it actually works? And the body responds to exercise induced stress training yep. uh, by 
having a response to that to it has to repair itself you have actually damaged your body Mm -hmm. and it has to repair and get stronger so there's an immune response your immune system is saying hey let's rush to this area and fix it now cold on one level is arresting that process it's slowing down blood flow to the area right so you're going to feel better initially in the short run because you're not having you're not feeling that inflammation in the muscles that were working out right yeah. so so i think there is some rationale on some level that maybe not right after you train or you know like in terms of timing and i don't you know better than i do um but i think as a practice i think it does you know provide benefits for all these other reasons mm-hmm. i think um that override like whatever kind of short term, you know, well, maybe it's going to take you two hours longer to, you know, fully repair that muscle because you had that, that, that cold inducement, but there's these other benefits that happen at the same time. And what is the relationship to, you know, the hormone regulation Mm -hmm. and the nervous Mm -hmm. system regulation to that other thing that you perhaps are overly focused on? Because I think in the whole, it's a benefit. Athletes have been doing this forever. You know, yeah. So there's something going on here that is that is helpful and makes us feel good and and does allow us to bounce back and feel good the next day. I think you nailed it. It's like the yeah, this this yeah. I mean the sleep is in theory where the most muscle growth takes place. That's actually where we build muscle. You know, so it's like I think you and again I think it doesn't. There's no one size fits all here. Like you, it's kind of a journey of each person finding them out, like, you know, Max talking, like I've noticed a, uh, a decrease on my pump a little, if I do it right after that's a real, like, great. That's great. Yeah. Into like checking in with yourself and being like, okay, this is going against what I'm going for right now. Um, but I, I think sin the most simple form. I think a lot of the arguing that's going on is, is some levels of posturing or yes. just, ex- yes. and, and, and the example that I gave you, I'm talking about the elite of the elite athletes where mm. you're just obsessed with like, I, uh, and, and for almost everybody else, like this is not something you should be really all that worried about. And yet it's the same thing in, in like the vegan argument. Like they want to argue, well, well, can you eat shellfish? Is shellfish really sentient? Like you, you want to argue on in these margin cases totally. that really yeah. is missing the bigger point yep. Yep. of, that's exa- it's, yeah. it's very much that it's true, like yeah. it, it has turned in. I've, I've, I feel like it has like, yeah. has some like arguments in that realm. And it's like, you know, we really are, don't overthink it. Yeah. A lot of like get in the cold water, get right. in the cold, cold water, get in the cold yeah. water. Yeah. Like when you Be like those Russians water. and those, you know, people in Iceland, they've been yeah. jumping in the cold water forever. They're not like, you know, looking at their Garmin or whatever to totally. figure out exactly how long, dude. especially for those starting out. Most of the world, most of our world isn't so cold true. into the cold yet. So it's like, uh-huh. don't overthink this. It's like, if we were just introducing movement to our world, we wouldn't say like, you need to move at this time. It's like, no, get your body moving. Just start whenever you how can. How wide is your stride? Yeah. Like you know, we like just, we yeah. wouldn't care about that. We'd be like, get off the couch. Uh-huh. Like that's what we're doing but here. That's it's- why humans are so funny. <laughs> it's totally. We, like, of course. We're officially out of problems. <laughs> like when we're in this <laughs> argument, like, yeah. yeah. Just trying to one up each other and be competitive for sure. And who did it right? I've done it longer. I've done it before you did it. You know what I mean? What kind of plunge you got? Yeah, there's definitely like how this cold like is it? yeah, the posture. Oh, how long? Like for me, I like I always say, mine's at four. My plunge is at 47 degrees, and I plunge two to three minutes. Like I guess like 
people assume that I'm 10 minutes at 39 degrees every day. Yeah, and yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't like, yeah, sometimes I keep my hands out. Sometimes I put my hands in. I love like, that though. Yeah. Like it's, different. like, it's just, you got to find, there's nothing to prove here. You know, you got to find what works for you at the end mm-hmm. of the day. It's all of our own lives and we get to, we get to do it. And so I think it's, uh, it's fascinating to hear the debates into yeah. what people want to make of it and, and not. And I think, um, my thing is just like, do it consistently. Do whatever's going to get you in. I wonder if any, someone's ever bought one, like not ever trying it before, and they got like, oh, I just bought this thing. I don't know if I can do it. It's too cold for me. Or I don't know if that's ever happened. We but, get, I'm surprised. Like, oh, this, I have to get this. We get a lot of people that buy it just like jump in head first. <laughs> yeah. Like, I haven't done this. My friend did that. Yeah. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like way more than you would think of just these one offs. Um, but once you buy, it's a commitment. Like, I bought this huge tub. It's in my yard. I'm going to do it. Totally. And we have a 30-day return. Like, okay. you can have it. And, like, you know, you just got to ship it back to us. We'll you get many it. returns? None. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's uh, you know, we've had one person that, oh, I had ended up having a surgery. And mm-hmm. I can't get in. And it's just, you know, or we decided to move. Like, you know, those are, like, mm-hmm. the one, one that's in a blue moon. Um, but from the sake of, like, I did this and I don't, didn't really feel anything. Hasn't happened. That's <laughs> <laughs> not going to happen. Hasn't happened yet. Yeah. I love the fact that like, I don't know, just about Josh in general, like, come the plunge, didn't ask him for anything. We gifted it to him, didn't ask him to post. And now he's posting every single day because he's so psyched on it. You know, people are so excited about doing it mm-hmm. and pushing themselves in it. He's walking outside with no shirt and snowing out. Just like showing like I'm, I'm 55 years old and I'm, I'm, I'm killing this thing. Well, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's the, we, we kind of joked about it, the humble brag, but I'm like, yeah, but the thing that's so it's the thing that is cool is like, you did do a hard thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, you shared it with the world and that's fucking awesome. I and know. you actually did something mm-hmm. that's not, you can't fake that. No. Like you mm-hmm. got in the cold, you did, that's hard. Like yeah. every single day and it's hard. And I, I think that is what is the cool part about it. We can share something that's like genuinely like man, I know you just did something that you actually didn't want to do right before you did it, knowing it was going to be better for you. And that's yeah. such a cool message mm-hmm. like on the in like the micro, like to see that. That's what I get excited on when people share. I'm like, you did that. I know I know that wasn't easy. I do it every morning, like, and you did it. And it doesn't really get easy. I don't think it does. You know what I mean? Every day, it's, every time I do it, it's different. It's, it's the, 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 the bullshit meter gets, I can sense myself more. Like mm-hmm. I can kind of be like, dude, just, I know what you're doing, yeah. But that still shows up every single morning. Do you do it with music at all? Sometimes I like music. I, I, yeah, what's your Sh- what? Sinead O'Connor? Okay. <laughs> so I do like every a, time. She has, like a, she has like four to five minute songs. Now just chill and just sing it in my background by myself, just singing the songs while yeah. you're in. Mm-hmm. Got it. I've been humming. Sinead, yeah. I've been humming a lot in okay. the just like a just a good hum, and it's just like drops me in a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I yeah, try and work different things in. Do you go music? Uh no. I mean I've I've like had like a podcast plan or something like that. You mm. know, I'm like a, yeah. Oh, you're actually like listening to a yeah, yeah, yeah. information. Yeah. I mean it the thing about it not getting easier, it definitely doesn't get it's always hard. But once you like you do it enough like you have the mental totally. muscle, you're like, Well, I did it the other day and I remember, you know, like it was fine after ten set, you know, like you know that. So you do build up some level mm-hmm. of like uh you know, a sense that you're gonna get through it. Like you don't have like the first when we were at Huberman's and you got in the first time, like you were literally like It was scary, you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like you don't have that experience now. Nah. Like it still kinda sucks and it's hard, but like 
you just pop right in. Well, your resi- yeah. your resilience level goes. It's like, yeah. you know, I'm sure on these ultra runs that you used to do, or you do, it's like the first few, you're like, you've never felt those feelings. And then it's like, once you get into, you've done them, it's like, okay, I mean, it's this still going to suck, but you know, but, but like, we'll be I, able to I know push through it, yeah. what to expect. And I think, you know, I don't, I wouldn't compare a cold plunge to an ultra run, but there is this level of like, I've been here. Yeah, and I yeah. could get through that. I know, I know we're promoting the plunge, but what is like uh, if somebody can't afford a plunge right away, like uh, a healthy, clean way of plunging? Yeah, I think um, what they could buy or use like ice, or just a horse trough. I don't know. People yeah, I that. mean, you could buy simple Rubbermaid trough, fill it up with ice, do one. Um, that's a great starting spot. Have yeah. some friends over. Super cool to be doing it with people. It's like a fun. Fun community, you're gonna feel great together. Yeah, I mean, cold showers are are a thing. You could absolutely all have showers. Turn those on in the morning. Still cold out most of the country right now. That's a great way to just kind of feel something and like yeah. actually learn to kind of breathe in a stressful environment. I would say with the caveats, like to me, cold showers are like the most annoying thing, like because you can't like surrender into it. It's true. It's just this like hitting a different part of your body always. So yeah. I wouldn't say it's apples to apples. Um, the other thing too is you just start yelping or googling like places to cold plunge like they're popping up, okay. so you could go find a spot and just get in. And some places have pretty affordable memberships that you could try it out for a month or two and get in and kind of build some level of consistency. Yeah, and that's what I would recommend. I mean, that's how I would do it. Like build a little consistency. Is this something I would want to get in my life, or am I willing to commit to this in my life? Yeah, and then um, go from there. And I, you know, I still also think right now you can find lakes and rivers totally. like that's a place to get in that's how they did it we've done it since the beginning of time yeah and um those are we're across this country you can get in those right now and then what about the like the portable inflatable ones for musicians you're talking about maybe having some of those available that, that how would that work yeah like so blow up like they would blow up yeah cartoon. blow up paddleboard style mm-hmm. um you know that type of material you can have those to there's other ones that are maybe even a, a lesser i don't want to say lesser quality but a different quality uh different material um but just way more like easily moved you could you know blow it up put it at, take it on the road with you I yeah. think that's like Every the most backstage or something. Exactly. The by the bus or, I mean, we have like, I mean, the artists that you're using this right now is like, I mean, Gaga was using it on our tour. Mm. Lizzo is coming back. She's coming through sack again. We're get she's getting like another one for her tour, which wow. she's coming through. That's so cool. it's like they, it's yeah. I think like Bieber's been having them in like, they're all using them backstage. Like that wow. is the thing. This is the rock star movement now. Which wow. you're That's you're ahead crazy. of the curve. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you just put it on your rider, dude. Got to have the cold plunge. <laughs> it's got to be set at forty-one backstage. Yeah, it's, all good to go. It's a thing. It's an wow. absolute thing. Like, I remember seeing Gaga yeah. in a documentary talking about the pain she was having. She was taking ice baths. That's right. Yep. Back then, that was like a year or two ago. So they. That's wow. the new. It's the new world. It's not. Mm. Not drinking. It's, yeah, it's I'm, wild, it's right? It's meditation, cold yeah. plunge, or heat. Did you have any serious goals for the plunge, and you already you've already surpassed them? Yeah, I mean, I think goals, like, I don't know, there's, like, revenue numbers and things like that. It's like, yeah, we want to, like, that's kind of a moving goalpost. Um, I look at it more of, like, yeah, first I look at our company. Like, I want to have a super healthy company culture. Yeah. That's, like, something that I'm very big on. The people that are, you know, those are ground zero on this mission. We're working daily. It's our family. It's our people that we show up How to. How many people are there now? We're up to uh, 
75 plus employees um, and growing. And so it's, um, you know, that that's very important. Um, And then I look at it as three. There's kind of three levels of the company that are important and they all have to carry equal weight. You know, one is financially, like, you know, we need to be sound there. One is internal culture. And then the other is like social impact. Um, You know, are we, which I think we are, but are we doing how, how, what is our good in the world? And like, how are we, um, you know, and that can evolve, not just getting cold water out there, but how is our, our customer service team? How is, um, you know, the, the customer, the experience we're putting out, the information we're putting out there, yeah. are we just a product company? Or are we more of an edu- uh, adding to an educational company? So when you ask goals, I think, um, you know, we want, we want resilience to become like a mainstream conversation. Um, which I think it's getting there, Yeah. but actually like re- resilience, like what does that mean in this modern world? Um, and not just have to be cold plunging. Cold plunging is a tool that you could work to build that in, but just be a part of that conversation of like, you know, adaptable humans. And I think that's, that's like Mike and I's MO. That's kind of our, just what we like. That's what we focus on in our lives. Yeah. So it's been a natural progression as the company. Um, so yeah, we're, it's been, I think that kind of says it all. Yeah. Did the shark tank help shark tank? Yeah. Being on shark tank, did that do anything that changed for you guys? It, Cause you're already out there. People already knew plunge before that. Yeah. I think it, uh, you know, there's like the spike that comes from the it. Spike, yeah, you get yeah. the, you get the traffic. We're a very unique product for shark tank. It's not like someone saw us and like, I'm going to buy a $5,000 unit. <laughs> like, you, you know, it's it. So web traffic was great. I think it introduced us to the world. There is this shark tank dynamic you get this like wake that comes from it of um just like as seen on shark tank like there's a real strong google mm. play so like you know a lot it's just there's a world in shark tank so it's like you know now you get all these articles written about us which helps us on the internet yeah. um so it was you know was it would i put it in our top five impactful things on the company i i don't know i don't know if i would i think it it, it opens an interesting conversation around um, legacy old media versus new media. Mm, mm. And, you know, I had a big, you know, question that I wanted to ask you, which has to do with like the decisions you made as entrepreneurs about how to position and market the company. So you, yes, you do shark tank. If you can go on shark tank, go on shark tank. Great. Fascinating that that wasn't the biggest kind of moment for you yeah. as a company, because I would venture to say it's all these social media moments of people sharing like, the your customers become evangelists mm-hmm. and ambassadors for the brand because it is so fun to share. And you guys were really smart at the very beginning of your company when I you know I can't imagine how you were capitalized or what your revenues were, but you're mm-hmm. like giving these things out because you were making a bet like on that idea. Like we need to get these in the hands of the right people who are into this kind of stuff, who are gonna talk about it, who are gonna share it with their friends. And that's a gamble. Like that would that I would imagine there was probably a lot of conversations about, is this the right thing to do? Like, like we're like, we're just going to give these away to some people. Like you were incredibly generous with me. I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're doing this. Clearly this is paid off. Um, and I think it speaks to this paradigm shift in how we think about marketing, entrepreneurship, legacy media versus new media. Um, because you guys are all in on the internet and it is through, podcasting predominantly and videos on Instagram, I suppose, that you've really built this company. And I think 
to me, when I look at it, as somebody who's been in this space for a long time, 10 years, and I've seen companies grow like mushrooms out of fertile soil who understood the value proposition of being on podcasts, like whether it's Alpha Brain or Athletic Greens or even like, you know, I don't know, MeUndies or Tommy, Gen like these brands that are literally all of their marketing spend was in like podcasting mm. and, and the internet. And they, yeah. they grew into massive enterprises um, because they understood that. And then I see all these other, like how come everybody doesn't get that? Like you're a success story mm. of that. So I was just curious, like, could you speak to how you made the, those decisions? And I mean, did it work out the way I'm projecting onto you that it did, or was it yeah. harder and more different? It was, it was definitely like a concerted, you know, we were, we were clear on that's how we wanted to do it. I think what our, our goal was like, how do we, how do we represent, we're a new company, yeah. it's a new space. How do we get people to, th to think and trust that this is like a predominant thing? You know, it's like you, it's a, it's a radical thing to get people to be like, I want to get in cold water. So we had this concept of, we call it an entourage effect. Like how do we get this into X number of people's hands that we feel will like exponentially be seen around mm -hmm. the world. So, but then it wasn't just anyone we wanted. They had to be aligned. We had to be comfortable with who these people are. And that's, yeah. you know, we get it. There's time we take heat where it's like, oh, you just give them to celebrities. And it's like, no, like these people have like you, you two have spent years building communities. Like, you know, it's like you guys, it's, it didn't just happen. And for me to get access to your world, I don't take that lightly. And so it's like, that was like an energy exchange that we felt like, hey, like this is an offering that I have to your, to Rich Roll's world, mm -hmm. you know? And that, that was, I think, how we took it on, that it was not just say, hey, what can you do for us? Can you put this out there? But it was like, no, I really admire what both of you guys have built. And there, you know, there's, we have a lot of other people in that space. And so I think that's, that's how we've done it. We, you know, Mike and I, maybe it's our Burning Man background, but we kind of, hmm. you know, you give with, try and give with as little expectation as possible, like trust who you're connecting with. And at that point, it's like, yeah, some has it not worked out and it just maybe didn't go great, but majority we get, you know, the 10x return, whatever that is, yeah. into new relationships, new, uh, and I think that's become one of our like super, and I don't think that was, we are intending that, but it's like we become the relationships we've built at, like if some other massive major company enters in, like they're not going to have the relationships that mm. we've been able to build yeah. and the communities we can connect to. So yeah, I, I, I'm amazed yeah, that companies whirlpool, whirlpool, yeah, yeah or somebody exactly. like that comes out with exactly, their, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> you know, so I, I'm amazed that new companies don't do this. Um, yeah, but I think you kind of have to almost be the new brand to be able to do it. Because right. is whirlpool going to be able to go do that? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, are are maybe maybe if they totally do this rebrand and they're in and they're actually committed to that. But I don't think a lot of these like legacy companies enterprises are get what that actually means you yeah. know like to actually what it takes to like build relationships and and organically and do it grassroots style um so that came naturally for us and it's something i you know you talk about goals i would like i want us to keep that as we grow like that's mm -hmm. something that is important in our ethos and like as we scale and bring people on like really staying connected to that um yeah 
Are there a lot of people that reach out to you, like publicists and managers, trying to like get the plunge for <laughs> different artists and actors and all that stuff? It must be crazy at this point. It's it's the the best trying to pitch themselves. For... The, the the line is, hey, do you want to collab? Like okay. you know, like that. <laughs> oh it's like God. I'm sure you guys like <laughs> yeah. it's like. No, like, anyone listening, like, do never reach out to a brand. Do you want to collab? Like, say what you're going to do. Just like, say what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah say yeah. what it is. And you're going to get a yet. Yeah, like, we'll say yes to a lot of people that like, hey, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this. Mm-hmm. And we make it easy. And I'm going to do it like, cool. Yeah, it's great. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. The uh, the inbound. And, it, so you know, funny. and I, 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 there's times it's like, but th- I'm so grateful for it, man. Yeah. You know, it's like we're, it's a, it's. I would much, that is how I want it, <laughs> you know, yeah. that there are so many, you know, even though a lot of people are asking for it and wanting it, it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's not lost on Maybe us. Maybe just straight up celebrities just buy it. Oh, bro. We had the craziest one was, this was like two months ago. I'm on Instagram. I see LeBron James post it. <laughs> and we, no one knew. No one in our company knew. Wow. No one knew that he had bought one. No. That and then we found it like we, is wife bought one you're like going through the database did he get like <laughs> bro it, it was like it broke our, use our, a different name to buy it or our something? pr team and like that it was like so... hitting us like it was like the internet broke in an hour at our company uh-huh. you know it's like and i it made me so happy because you know a lot of times it's like you do the the influencer celebrity or yeah. person you, 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 a lot of things go into getting that person the tub and the the deliverables and making sure mm. it ends well it's like he just went in bought Went on our website, bought a cold plunge. No one knew. It gets built normally. It gets shipped out. He just loves it. And he just, then I see a, a post of it. And so that was, wow. it's like those high, the real high end guys, gals, they're not messing around with mm-hmm. looking no. for any, they're yeah. just no, like, no, here, no, take no, no. it. Like, That's listen, incredible. when you're, when you're like that, I mean, you're happy to pay the money and totally. not feel like you have to do anything. You know, that's the, that's there. They've like, earned that. Yeah, it's like, that's it's I, my much, time is much easier to pay for it than to have like, do I have to post this? Do I yeah. feel like I, I feel a responsibility to, you know, like that kind of thing. Yep. But I'm yeah. sure he's posting it, but, you know. but when he does post it, he's posting cause he wants to, that's, yeah. and that's he the feels win. We obligated. Could, that would have been a, like, you know, that's yeah. a million dollar. Yeah conversation but yeah. yeah just it happened organically i know and we get the one you know he's smart he didn't tag us mm-hmm. you know it's <laughs> <laughs> he didn't wow and That's i crazy. in that realm i've recognized like that is their true asset no, he knows yeah, yeah. If he does that and i was just like you yeah. put it on like you did yeah. you know that when the tag happens it's like then people are entering in like hey can we you know not him but i'm sure someone's team would it's better for you because if he doesn't tag it then everyone's like what is that product where do i get it Mm. if he tagged you then people would assume that it perhaps it might have been an ad totally exactly and the tub our tub's like kind of unique and iconic enough that it's like i know that tub like there's it's the white plunge tub um so there's no other brands trying to do that right now the same style there's a few that are popping up um yeah, I think we'll probably start to see like some yours? yeah, some wow. kind of like hitting that hitting that sphere. Um you know, and more people it's it's a growing thing. We know this modality works. People are going to get into it. I think overall that's a that's a great thing. Yeah. Um you know, more and more people getting access to it, aware to it. Um we just want to be the best at doing it. <laughs> so you try to stay independent as long as you can, just to have your own thing. I'm sure people might try to come by you or yeah, we, say maybe Whirlpool. Just, we we haven't know. raised any money. We've mm. bootstrapped the whole thing, wow. and so we—it's us, That's incredible. yeah. And yeah. so we, 
Um, we're going to hold on to that as long as we can. Yeah. Um, you know, Dang. that is, we get to make every Beautiful. decision and not, not, uh, beholden to anyone. So how many owners actual? Well, Mike and I are Maybe the, too, yeah. the main owners. And then, um, we've carved out like an employee pool. That's cool. So we have employees involved. Um, but yeah, Mike and I are, it's him and I, and I think we have it written in like our lawyers have been like, you need to have some other breaking point of how you make decisions. And we're like, no, we will make a decision together. Like, awesome, so it's man. written in that it's, I think that's one of our mm. unique stories of the company is him and I's journey. I love that it came out of the pandemic in 2020 and where it is now. It's beautiful, man. The whole journey of it. And just how people were really more conscious about how they're taking care of themselves. Like he was saying, would have never, would have never thought I just change it up with that. You know, love it. Mm -hmm. it's beautiful. I'm going to pee my pants. Yeah. Really yeah. So bad. You have any Go more for questions it. from Rich or no? Uh, uh, you answered all my questions, man. I know, <laughs> man. Good. This was so, so fun, now, you, Like I know, I in the expanding uh, uh, universe of, of, of being the resilience company, you got the sauna, but then you got to maybe, maybe ultimately, the ultimate irony is if you found your way back to then having float tanks, yeah. cryo, Stay tuned. cryo chambers. Stay tuned. Yeah, like, Stay tuned. Go, See right? that? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I got. I'm. 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 I'm, I'm vibrating on your wavelength. I, yeah. I know. Yeah. I love we, that. We. Yeah. I think we're. We're all in on. We want to meet everyone where they're at in their wellness journey and be the place that you mm -hmm. can come and find that modality, find that thing. Yeah. It's. I'm, I'm excited for the future of Cold Plunge. What you guys are doing, and just like you mentioned, you got to go pee. <laughs> yeah. Rich, we thank. Rich, thank cool. you for being here. Thank you for being my best co-host ever. Thanks, Ben. You're Appreciate awesome. It. Great I, questions. I. I, I Sorry if I like. No, I love you. Talk too, too no. much, man. No, you're amazing. Here in deference to you. No, I love you. It's so. Just hearing your voice and hearing you, your questions, and that was fun to get to know this guy, man. I'm really psyched to have yeah, a cold punch. Cool. I'm blessed to have one of these in my backyard, man. It's awesome. If, if I told you, uh, I don't know, five six years ago that you were gonna, maybe if I even told you you would have a podcast, you wouldn't you wouldn't believe it. Nah. But but you were gonna you were gonna sit down and talk for an hour and a half about getting in cold water. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> I know, but you inspire me because you're the first one I've t talked about doing this type of things. It's so cool, man. I'm excited to uh, have you here and Andrew's taking a piss now. But yeah, shout out to Cold Plunge. All the listeners, you see me in this thing all the time and this is the man behind it and Rich inspired me to even think about doing that. I, I did my first one with him in Huberman and uh, Andrew, thank you for being here and I'm psyched to see what you guys do next. And Dude, this is, yeah. well, this is the best part is like coming in and dropping in with... <laughs> Yeah, I'm you excited, too, yeah. and like connecting, building these relationships, and yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for bringing me on, man. Yeah, cheers. I'm feeling good in my fifties, thanks to you. Now we're gonna go yeah. cold plunge. Me too. Do it, oh, do it? dude. I'm in. I haven't Rich got my plunge go. today. He's I busy, go. man. Yeah, gotta go. Rich, thank you for being thanks, here too, man. brother. Cheers. Cheers. That was awesome. All right, so we're back on the podcast with Ryan Dewey, my man. Uh, cold plunge. We uh, had a great podcast. You guys just listened to it. And um, sometimes I forget things I want to talk about, stuff that we didn't get to do. And I was kind of distracted, to be honest, on this episode because we have Rich Roll, which is one of the most incredible podcasters, legends on the pod, being the co-host. Um, but sometimes I try to dive a little bit more deep with a person. We've talked about in this whole episode everything he's doing now, but I want to dive deep back just a little bit of growing up, where you, where you were born and where you grew up a little bit, and um, you know how you were as a kid. Did you have siblings too? You have siblings? Yeah. I did. I had one older sister. She was four years older than me. And, and was, she, was she into the same stuff you were into? Like totally up? different. Wow. We were, okay. we were very different. I was I was into sports. Um, she was more into theater and acting and singing. 
very different dynamics in school. I, I was much more of a troublemaker, but did really well in school. She was like a really, you know, good kid in school, didn't get in trouble too much, but like struggled more with, or just had different experience than I did from like a schoolwork perspective. So we were just very different across the board. Yeah. Were your parents strict and stuff growing up? They, my parents were, I think they held really good boundaries with me. They, they weren't overly strict. Uh, my mom was definitely more the disciplinarian in the family. And my dad was one, like when shit really hit the fan, that's who I'd want to talk to first, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, the, you know, both my parents were together since day one. Um, they're still married. I think they've been married. Shoot. What are they going on? 45, 46 Oh, that's years. amazing, dude. And uh, yeah, so they, you know, they, they, they were just really good into, um, you know, provide, we we're just like middle-class family, like providing safety, security, like, you know, we got our vacation every year. Um, you know, so we had, we had a really good home life, um, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, I feel like pretty status quo family growing up. Yeah. And, and, and then what were you like in, in high school, were you like an outgoing person? Were you like, were you thinking about your future? Were you working? Did you have a job and stuff when you were in high school working different jobs? And I, so I was really into sports, yeah. um, kind of that, that jock, dude was really into soccer basketball <laughs> very very competitive in that and then equally but like i was also like a pretty social guy so you know definitely got into kind of that partier dude in high school um out, outgoing social um you know i was like school came easy for me i wouldn't say yeah. i like worked really hard at it but i kind of i i think i knew the system i grew up in a public school system it was just very um, I kind of knew what I needed to do to, to get by. Yeah. And I, I wanted to go to college. I was kind of like, the I didn't really have like a, a career path for myself, but that was where I grew up. It was like kind of the, the route out, go to college mm. and I get a, get a, get a leave town. And that was, that was what it was. So I knew what I, I just kind of met the level that I knew I needed to meet to, to have that opportunity. Um, and luckily, you know, I did, I did get into a college that, you know, I was happy to go to and, left town but that was kind of always the goal i grew up in the same exact house wow. from you know when i was born brought home as a baby to the same house grew up the whole thing lived there for 18 years and then you know it's funny how you know i i, I think i've i i think kids we all either like go the route of our parents or we go the exact opposite 100 and like i my it's funny my sister was is much more my parents route like she actually lives three houses up from where i grew up oh wow street and like my nieces all live there and, you know, very live in that, that sim similar lifestyle. And I kind of, I left, like I moved out of the country and was like, I'm gone. Like I'm not, I want to do my own thing. And um, so I, I, you know, I think we're all like, I don't know. My personal opinion is we all, we all either, yeah, follow our parents or we, we make some decision at an early age to be like, I want to do the opposite, but yeah. we're all still, like responding to our parents like our parents are still actually like dictating what we're all doing it's crazy um, that's so true <laughs> um yeah. so what was your major in college dude i ended up i studied in international business agriculture wow um classic shit where it's just like i'm going to college i got to get a degree business was what i wanted to get into long story short the college i was in didn't allow like you had to declare early to get in I didn't have good enough grades. I, so I declared for the agricultural program because I knew I could get into the college that way. Yeah. And then my grades weren't good enough. So I couldn't actually switch over to business. So I ended up with this business 
international agribusiness degree. It's, it's reality. It's the same exact business thing as a business degree, except the examples they use are tractors and chickens as opposed to, <laughs> um, you know, like a con bit, you know, actual like yeah. uh, franchises or, or, uh, or facilities or mm -hmm. the words are just different. And I took a few, I had to take a few random classes of fun ones of like wine and vit class. I took like an organic agriculture class. I remember I had to take a poultry class, which was a really bizarre, uncomfortable experience. I sounds actually like was in there the first day they like brought a chicken in and the guy killed a chicken like right in front of me, Jesus. like snapped its neck, dude. It was one of the most intense things. It was like, I was in with these like hardcore agriculture people and I did wow. not know what class I was in. And I remember like, I wanted to call murder. I was like, Whoa, what is going on? Like I didn't like, it was, it was wild. It was Damn. like a very unique experience from someone that had not grown up there. And I, I remember that class, like, obviously that was a, I couldn't even finish the final because we had to do stuff like that. And I was like, not ready to, it, it was not like sustainable, like poultry either. This was like poultry living of like chickens in, you know, in factory farm type oh, condition. Bro. Um, yeah, it was not, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't great. It was, but that, that was a class that really kind of impacted me and, in, in like, you know, how we treat our animals and how we, yeah, man, you know, that's a real reality, man. That's crazy. Totally. Do you, are, are you, well, let's get to that then too, because I know you're talking about you had like a, a crazy, like your diet wasn't the best. You were like, you know, partying, you were like eating like shit. What, what, do you, what is your, what is your lifestyle like now uh, as far as like how you're living now? Because I know you made a drastic change. Are, are, do you try to eat vegan or try to eat a certain I, way? No, I, I do eat meat. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's important to me of like where it's, where it's, um, sourced it's mm -hmm. important to me i haven't got it like the next step for me with meat is like i do want to like i do feel the need if i eat meat like i need to be able to hunt it and like actually wow. have that experience and so that's that's kind of my next frontier which i haven't done i have some friends that are really like it's a lifestyle they live mm -hmm. um but no i eat meat i i um you know from a diet standpoint i would say like diet's always been my like I think I have a good diet if I was just going to compare like the average person. Yeah. However, for me, that's been my like bugaboo. Like it's definitely an area that like I like to indulge mm -hmm. and I can, I sometimes have struggle with boundaries of like what I eat and like when I eat. So that, that's kind of been my like act, being active and working out and, um, you know, doing, doing the other holistic lifestyle stuff like floating or cold plunging or yeah. Is or that that's all really easy for me like that's stuff i'd love to enjoy it's it's in my life i'm disciplined with it diet's the one that can get uh i can get a little loose i mean i at the end of the day i i, I really like pizza uh, <laughs> were you were you struggling with your weight during your life or you've always been like in shape because you did sports uh, so much so. yeah i've always been I've, you know good like fit you know and yeah. sports is just a key fitness is just ever since I was like four years old, you know, I'm playing sports. Yeah. And so I, I can't go two to three days. If I'm going two to three days without a hard sweat, like I'm off and I feel I like highly with myself. Um, yeah. So it's like I grateful that. that I have that instilled into me. Um, so, you know, but I also grew up on like a pretty shit American diet, you mm -hmm. know, like eating fucking, you know, craft mac and cheese and like <laughs> same you know, a cinnamon toast crunch you know or like honey nut cheerios thinking that's like this great source of something <laughs> uh 
you know, so I grew up on like, you know, everyone's yeah. doing their best thinking that's what's standard. And that's, you know, I grew up in the, my developmental years were my, in the nineties. So definitely yeah. a unique for, um, you know, food, food in our country. So, um, yeah, so I, I've had some, a lot of unlearning to do with that into like, what is, what is a good diet? And I think I'm still figuring that out, like for my body. Yeah. Um, what exactly is like what I respond to the best and, and having a good relationship with food. Yeah. Sam, I did that recently where I cut out, I did like an 18 day juice cleanse where I just cut everything out and just fucking lost like almost 19 pounds. And then wow, I just like started reintroducing things to my body. And the one thing that was not cutting it was gluten. And I had a stomach issue my whole life. I thought I had IBS. I thought I had all these problems and I'd have serious i talk about the pod like serious shit issues where i always have to go to the bathroom in public i'd source out the as soon as i get there i find the closest bathroom just to know whatever i ate that day in case i had to go and i thought like that's normal vegan life where you eat food and it goes right through you but behind it all was all the fake meats all the fucking gluten all the over over processed shit and it's almost been 10 months and i i'm in the best shape of my life just from cutting that one thing out that i never went to the doctor for but i've had troubles my ever since i became a vegetarian in 1988 I've always had bathroom issues where I thought that was just part of my diet because I ate so much fiber and all these vegetables. And But I just figured it out myself just by reintroducing shit to my body. And like it's changed my life so dramatically in the past year. It's unreal that it's taken me till I was 52 years old to figure out what the fuck was wrong with my stomach. It's crazy, dude. And that was just gluten that you cut out? Just gluten, dude. That's great. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm in the midst of... It's this, I, mean, I don't know if you're familiar with like 75 hard... It's a program. It's like a workout. Um, basically, what you it's 75 days that you commit to working out yeah. two times. Or, yeah, you know of it. Anyways, you have to choose a diet. And I, I, I chose gluten-free, so I'm 30 days into that. Wow. And so I, I, I can attest. I, I, feel, I feel lighter, and I feel way more clear in my head. Isn't that uh, That's crazy. So, that's so crazy, yeah. Yeah, so I, I definitely can attest. And I, I, I wouldn't even say that I, I responded bad to gluten. It's just been interesting to cut that out and actually feel, um, yeah, just just lighter. I feel and, lighter and leaner. I feel so different, man. It's it's so crazy that I never even thought about it my whole life because I just I was eating everything vegan, whether it was junk food vegan or whatever it was, and just you know trying to get whatever I can get what I needed per day. And um, yeah, now it's just like I eat, I, I I eat less, but I eat super more healthy and and just like I don't know, man. I'm just Obviously, with the plunge and the sauna and my exercise and my running and my workout and getting actually getting muscles where I didn't have before in my 50s, just everything changing my whole everything around, which you have to reset yourself. And um, yeah, it's 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 cool you're on that gluten free shit. It's interesting because some people do, you think, do like, go ahead. Are you like three straight meals a day or what's your eating? I'm always curious what eat, people's eating structure Because I try is. to do the intermediate fasting too, which I think was incredible. I did it for a long time. A lot of my friends do that. Um, eating just like later in the day and stuff. But um, yeah, like I'll have, thanks to Laird Hamilton, shout you out Laird and Gabby Reese. They sent me all their products the past couple of days, like the most insane bars and powders and all this shit, dude. So it's like in the morning I do my athletic greens, you know, I'll have like some tea, I'll work out, I have like a bar and then I'll eat, and I'll eat like midday, like two or 3 PM. And then at night I'm just like snacking on like healthy shit. We'll just like, sh- like, I like to have frozen blueberries that I buy fresh and then I freeze them. That's like a good iron thing for me. I have like blueberries or nuts or nice. um, gluten-free shit at night. But I'm not eating as crazy as I did before. And also my stomach is just, 
I feel like it shrunk when I did that crazy cleanse. And um, I'm just being smart about what I'm putting in my body and paying attention to it. And just because it was vegan didn't mean it was good for me. And I know that now. You know, it's like, so the whole gluten-free shit and the training stuff, it's, I don't know, man. You, you train every day, right? I, uh, right now I'm training every day. I, I would say. Um, program, yeah. Yeah, I would say typically I'm four to five days a week, but I'm really loving the seven days. I'm actually, but part of me is I've been incorporating a lot more walks. I've been rucking. So wearing like weighted vests. Wow. Cause it's just for muscles, like to be training every day is kind of a lot, but, um, that's, but I've been working some of my workouts a couple days a week, just putting on like a 30 pound weighted vest and going for a 45 minute walk through the Hills. And what does that do? That still helps you build muscle and helps you still. Yeah. It's like, too. a. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the walking, walking is just a great tool in general for like fat burning, you know, you're yeah. getting that like great sweet spot of kind of like that. What do they, I guess that would be like zone two cardio type thing mm-hmm. um, where your heart rate's just in that sweet spot where you're fat, you're fat burning um, and, and putting the weighted vest on just kind of accelerates it. Okay. Um, it's, it's pretty, I, it's funny. I, I don't know what this has to do with it fully, but I call it a, a mushroom trip. Because it's like, it's like mushrooms. Like you take them and you, you don't know they're there until you know they're there. Interesting. And and that's how the ruck vest is. It's like it's totally cool the first thirty minutes, and then that last fifteen, like for me at thirty minute mark, it's like oh shit, this kicked in, and I got to get home with this vest on. Wow. Um, and that's when it's just like it kicks in. You you leave like feeling like a pretty good sweat, um, and just it's, it's this unique new workout. Um, that I think is a great hack for people. I mean, it's a company called Ruck. They build these vests, and they're they're epic. It's a way to just supercharge your walk. I mean, that's interesting. I, I can even do that, like, on a hike or something, too, depending on how crazy totally, it was. Totally, yeah. you, you, you pick these different weights. You go 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 30 pounds, 40 pounds. Like, you can add different weights for different walk, walk styles, and it just puts a little extra weight in your body. And obviously, you know, it's more your legs have to endure. And, um, you know, it's just like it's, it's more load-bearing on the body, but it's uh, – feel great afterwards. i like i like you, you run too right i have i haven't been running as much lately but yes i do run not super long distances but i'll do my runs usually until like a two to three miles yeah that's nice uh, yeah so i've been I doing saw that you just did a five mile on your on your birthday yeah my first five mile man i feel great i've been running with a lot of people who do like ironmans and stuff and i'm just going to keep trying to go i really want to do a marathon sometime in my life in my 50s that's a goal of mine and uh cool. yeah i love it now i hate it at first and i even hate it when i get started once you get warmed up it just after i did that five i only did the 5.3 for my 53rd i could have kept going because once i was warmed up and in the in the moment i just like dude so now it's like it's so cool thanks to rich and a bunch of my friends all these different shoe companies are now like dming me and sending me shoes to try i'm like holy shit it's like there's so many op- options for shoes <laughs> and what kind to wear and what for how long a run shoes you're wearing and like it's just a totally different world. And I love like running with my friends. We have conversations while we're running. We're talking and like, it's nice, dude. It's, it's, I get more made of motivated, like working out people, especially running at least. Um, it's nice to have somebody to talk to and just running, but yeah, I like it. And a little, we went like all around my, this area in LA and they really ran too. So it's a whole new world for me, man, but I'm definitely enjoying it. You know, that's great. It's yeah. It's the, to me, it's the best. I just get to zone, like zone out. So- about you just get to go you know and that run is a real thing and you just um and you can just and you can get better at it pretty quick um, yeah dude yeah can can improve i can feel it rapidly. dude 
because I started doing the weight and conditioning training, which I do three days a week in my garage with my friend with weights and everything. So that's just helping my running now. I'm feeling a difference in my running too, uh, huh. with the strength of that, you know? That's awesome, man. What, and so, and one more thing, since what about music for you? Like, we didn't really talk about music before. What, what is the music you grew up on and music you listen to or you like? That's a good question, man. I, I, man, music, what are, me personally, dude, I grew up on fucking gangster rap. No, what? Yeah, I mean, I was, I was. That's fucking amazing. Well, I had a little white, boy, white, white boy in the suburbs, you know? It's like, that was, that was the thing. I was Tupac, Tupac, Snoop, like, that's the shit I liked. NWA? Um, yeah, and, and NWA had come out, like, a little before I had, you know, I was right with, like, Dre and Chronic. And, yeah, dude. And 2001, like, you know, that shit came out, and that was, like, you know, change, change things. And then Eminem started doing his thing, and... You know, that was the shit that I listened to. And then I, you That's know, awesome. naturally progressed into, I don't know if it's naturally, but for me, it was like got into reggae. So I was kind of like these dual sides of rap and reggae. Um, nice. And so that was, yeah, that was what I... That was what I grew up listening to. And that's kind of, is that still type your type of music you listen to now or like you listen to other things? Yeah, I, I listen, you know, I'd say like my my game with music is probably it's at its most minimal right now. Mm. Um, like my free time is fully dedicated to podcasts. It's just kind of the season that I'm in. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's changed over life. I've, I've gotten um, got real into like kind of the electronic scene. Nice. Uh, lot went to you know i would do a lot of like festivals more like kind of like hippie festival type thing um so different uh different electronic musics i was into you going to burning been, man and shit yeah i've been to burning man nice. a couple times um yeah man that's my scene that's where okay. i feel that's my Respect. place where it's just this that uh you know where you the the freedom meets spirituality meets like societal rules out the window nice um, what about punk yeah. rock no punk rock for you no punk rock but That's like cool. <laughs> love the like respect that scene i think it's yeah. like um you know i grew up on a couple couple bands that i liked that were not punk rock but they would have a few songs that would be punk so like like and I, that was my exposure to it was like expendables and slightly stupid and they had these I remember couple those bands yeah that would they would throw in these punk rock songs that was like i don't know if it would be like the punk scene would be like those are punk but like they were like kind of shout outs to the punk scene that they it was important to them mm -hmm. and i just remember like those songs the energy with those songs are just like you know it's like the the mo the pit is yeah. like a whole new level and it's like this whole new connection of you know that was something i loved in my early 20s was like these these shows with incredible mosh pits and just like the etiquette to that and learning how to move in those nice. and yeah yeah that was my shit i gotta have you out to an h2o show sometime we play becoming absolutely yeah be cool you be... and rich rich hasn't seen us yet either so both you guys let you know we play your area. <laughs> dude i'll take rich in the pit i'll get we get it we gotta get his back fixed but oh I'll yeah we do that in... first yeah 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 Oh, man. Well, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. I just want to get a little more deeper in your life. And I know people know you for the cold plunge and the podcast you're doing and what's happening in your life now. But it's nice to hear some history about you and growing up and your music and just everything. This real life shit, you know? Um, Thanks, man. Thanks for asking these questions. Of course, to, dude. So, uh, yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate you once again. And um, 
Yeah, this was a great episode of Me, You, and Rich. And if you're still listening now, this is me and Ryan just catching up a little bit where we didn't touch base on earlier. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to I saw the picture of the sauna. People hit me up now. Oh, my God, the cold front sauna. Like, when's this coming out? Like, people sending me shit. It's, it's awesome. So when they, by, the, by the time this comes out, that'll be out, too, as well. Um, but, yeah, I just had Gabby Reese on a couple of days ago. We, we were talking about all the ice and the wall and everything and Laird and everybody was – Really great episode as well, talking about appreciation for, you know, ice, 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 you know, plunge and everything. And since we've talked too, man, Brolin's still going hard, man, every day, dude. The guy's savage. Man. Every day, bro. It's so cool. And it's funny, since we talked too, the guy, dude with a sign who always makes these funny signs and he made one about the cold plunge. And what was bro, it? Bro, I think that was the day I saw you. Yeah. And what's interesting about that is that, like, we all laughed about it and saw it, but I, I think. I know for I saw Andrew wrote a big thing on there. You wrote something on there, and I thought about it. I talked and I sent it to Josh. I mean, Josh talked about it too. It's like this. There's a pride thing in doing this, doing doing the ice bass and going into the um, frozen lakes and oceans and the cold plunge. There's a, there's a pride and excitement where you know you want to post about it, you want to share this experience because it is no fucking joke, and it doesn't matter if I go every single day. It doesn't get easier for me. There's no trick to it. It depends on how you're feeling that day, how much sleep you got, what you ate. It's a, it's a, it's it's your energy of that day when you go into the go into the cold plunge. It doesn't matter. And so when you do it, it's a victory. And my friend's wife was super nervous. Came over to my house on Sunday. You know, she had gone into a swimming pool at her mom's house a couple months ago in Florida, where she didn't know how, how the degrees were. And she went in that thing for like 11 minutes and tried it for the first time, and we just sat there like a G. And she was so fucking proud, and like I gave an MVP of the fucking week at my at the Moore Spa. And it's like people make fun of people posting about it. So unless you try it, then you 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 won't understand like the, pro- the how proud you are when you do this. You know what I'm saying? Totally, man. It's it's a yeah. I mean, we've talked about it. It's like a fun. It's a, it's definitely a flex. But yeah. at the end of the day, like you earned that flex. You like, earned it. it. You know, like I, I I'm I'm there to pat on the back and you know someone that went through something hard and celebrate them and. Yeah, and it's it also is funny. We all we all do it, and it's like a thing that we're all. I wrote. Like, I comment. I wrote guilty on that dude's page, and it's like, when me, what, what I when I see, when I see him do that because he's so big and he, and he talks about current relevant things that are happening on a daily basis. I'm like, damn, mad motherfuckers using the cold plunge right now. This totally. shit's, you know what I mean? I, mean? I don't even realize how many people are, are sharing their cold plunge experience. Do you know what I mean? It's like that means it's it's on his radar. That's like the current what's happening, like. I'm like, okay, that means a lot of people post about it. And it, and it's a thing where, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just cool. I, I think it's this organic where people post, and it's an excitement. I'll post that shit every day. I don't care because I'm psyched to do it, and, and it, it's having such a positive effect on my on me and all my friends who try it. So it's like I want to share that with people. So anyway, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, you're a, you're, a, you're a cold soldier, bro. I'm a cold soldier. Um, <laughs> all right, bro. Thanks for your time. I know you're very, very busy. And I'm stoked for this episode to be out finally, whenever this is going to be live in the world. But as of right now, it's out because everybody's listening. But Ryan, thank you for everything always, bro. And uh, I appreciate your time and your story and your journey. It's inspiring. Likewise, brother. Likewise. Look uh, look forward to doing this again. Right, I'll speak to you soon. Thank you for your time, brother. Peace, Bye. Bye. Rich Roll and Ryan from Cold Plunge. It sounds like Chris from Cold Play, but it's not. It's Ryan from Cold Plunge having an even bigger impact. Um, 
Toby and I hoped that I'd be able to call in, but I'm picking up my family from the airport and literally it's happening at the same time. So I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna take the focus away because the whole reason why we do all this stuff, wellness, health, podcast, getting it out there, exploiting the hidden is in order to better bring uh, health focus and inspiration to those that we love. And that's who's coming in, my girls. And I love them the most. So um, I appreciate you guys. That's all I wanted to say is I appreciate you guys, respectively, all three of you, for having a major impact on me. Even though I've been plunging for 18 years, um, this has been uh, huge, huge recently. Just any time I need a shift and I start to get away from discipline and the comfort in the discomfort, um, I resort back to things that, that resonate wildly. And that's things that uh, you guys represent. So I appreciate it very much. I wish I was there to give you all a hug and uh, send you my best today. Have a wonderful day. And uh, all right, that's it. Later. I always ask my guests if they have any regrets. I personally don't have any regrets. Even when it comes to my tattoos, I have the silliest tattoos. Even my ET on my leg, it's still a childhood memory for me, and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now, and I can't stop. I've had lazy treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other, and that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. It was in and out, swipe the credit card, don't really tell me much, didn't give me much details or anything was going to happen. So I never went back. So as of most recently, I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm that looks like a big black blob is now super light. I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo up in one sitting. You have to be patient and it's painful. They ice you up, it's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands. But what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly gonna get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. I'm so honored to announce that One Life, One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use TobyH20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866-934-4570 or go to removery.com. One of the most experienced tattoo remover companies in the world. Over 600,000 remover treatments done. 100 locations. U.S., Canada, and Australia. State-of-the-art peak-away laser technology. Cryotechnology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do in these podcasts is talk about tattoos. From day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, we talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to removery.com or call 866-934-4570. Use my code TOBYH20 and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out.